Disclaimer, the following boundless pub trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S., from Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Trap, your entertainment podcast, where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds, and now, here are your hosts... Hello everybody, and welcome to your latest episode of Trains, Trains, Trains. I I am your host, Lonnie. It's going to be a rousing episode tonight of Trains, Trains, Trains. With me always are my two best friends. On my left is my very good friend, Jeremy. (laughs) Stupid. Jeremy, how how was your weekend? Oh, like the way this is going. It was a uh, weekend of working. Yeah. Did you work on that Grand National 1934 caboose wagon? That's a good one. I did. I got to get that ready with Justin's Christmas present. It is yes. it is quite quite a caboose. I don't like this, Lonnie. <laughs> and and on my right, Dude, I'm excited. It's my my second best friend. That's me. This is this is Justin. Hi, I'm Justin. This, Again. This is Justin. Justin, how was your weekend? Oh, it was fantastic. Um I, I don't remember what I did though. That's that's fantastic. Let me tell the people what you did. <laughs> oh, okay. You went and went to the club and you had the sex with wow. as many as the people as you could. That's awesome. because when you when you work on trains, 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 you get so much ass, it is ridiculous. <laughs> I, d- I did. <laughs> oh, shit. You told me you went to Chuck E. Cheese. I no. don't know what I did. No, sir. But I guess. No, sir. When you, when you work for trains, 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 the tail is just enormous. Man, so much poon. <laughs> oh, shit. The poon is just comes in train loads. Nice. <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> I, like I'm, like I'm truckloads, the... but trains. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, brought it, I brought it all around with the trains, Dave. Choo-choo, I'm motherfucker. Uh, I'm really close to punching Lonnie in his throat. What? <laughs> this is... <laughs> I think you... Uh, we should do this. Like, this is probably a better persona than, like, the actual Lonnie. No offense, actual Lonnie. That's an untaken. <laughs> I'm just glad he's got a windscreen thing on there. <laughs> his microphone would be covered with saliva <laughs> right now. <laughs> Talking with a lisp and a limp wrist. <laughs> I thought Mike Tyson was here for a second. <laughs> now Kith. <laughs> see, I, see I, I love the train. I can't even look at him. It's just weird. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in a shocking revelation last week when Jeremy decided to have a game about movies, I triumphantly won and got the reins to this. Man, you spanked me. This this podcast. Spanked is an understatement. <laughs> you pinned me over. <laughs> I got the keys to the kingdom. 
and boy, howdy, do we have we have a show for you tonight. I am and, scared. And most of you would be thinking, I is going to take this show in a dark, dark place. But no, I'm going to flex my range tonight. And this show is actually... That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and this show is actually going to be a very musical show tonight. We are going to have some fun with music. We are going to stretch our ears. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play. Arrears. We're going to play some games. We're going to reach into our souls. We're going to get uncomfortable. And I'm nervous. And I don't Jeremy know what to is nervous. We have a very special guest tonight. Which Lonnie which will not tell Justin I and I who it is. Anybody. He gave us some hints, and I'm assuming we came up with Corey Taylor from Slipknot with the hints that were given to us. That's who I'm thinking it is. So I'm feeling that I'm in a good spot <laughs> with. Pa Paco's pockets are very deep. Uh oh, <laughs> he's that sweet Paco money. Does he know what's what's up? Paco is always, it Paco? Paco always knows what's up. Is this it is Paco? True. Paco would it? He would not lower himself to come in my quick. house. I'm just I'm nervous because you you said you used to ghost hunt with one of the members of Slipknot. Boom! I text him. Did you just text Paco. Yeah. I'll see if he responds. Is he? He knows what's. Oh, I'm trying. to. Is he going to tell me? Of course Paco knows, and no, he will not tell you. Yeah, never mind. He'll respond to you the same way he responds to me. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, he says, shut the fuck up and do the... Po okay, yeah, never mind. Anyway. That's, that's Paco, Paco, Paco. What was that thing you... <laughs> Paco. Paco, got to flip through the 18 pages of sound. <laughs> but honestly, how was, how was your guys' weekend? I haven't oh. seen each other in a couple weekends, so. I just realized something when it comes to, like, sexuality. Not sexuality. The <laughs> I really like dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a revelation. Uh, so I was, like, at the store the other, well, yesterday, and I was standing in line, and there was these two chicks in front of me. They weren't together. One of them was at the counter, and the other one was, like, right behind her, and I was behind them. Six feet apart, of course. And then the other one, the one at the counter, looked at the chick behind her, and she's like, Oh, you're you just you know you have the greatest whatever you know smile or something like that. And, you know, like they're giving each other compliments, and they're like, "Thank you, thank you." And then when I got out of there, I went to the gas station across the street because I had to fill up. And then I just went inside just to get like a drink or something and pay for the gas. And like there was a guy, he was like in his work attire, uh, like the old yellow guard, you know, but he was wearing some jeans with like they were really tight. And I was just like looking at him, and I'm like, "Damn, dude, that ass is juicy." And he's like, fuck you, man. I'm like, how come we can't give each other compliments like like how females do? That's fucked up. We we do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean you can't, but you don't get the same like, thank you. Like, dude, your ass looks good in those jeans. No homo. Is there a grace period on no homo? Well, you just gotta you gotta mention it in a different way. Like guy code deems it that like <laughs> you gotta be like, hey dude, nice truck. That means like, dude, I like your ass. Like but I huh. don't drive a truck. I drive a Mini Cooper. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's the that's the best way of saying, like, I bet you have a giant cock when you drive a Mini Cooper. Thank I you. I assume that. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we've all seen. We've all went to the beach when you've wore shorts. <laughs> I don't know what a... Those are capris. Or something. <laughs> Uh, nice candy bar. I, do, I don't know. I always, <laughs> I always Thanks, feel feel weird complimenting a guy. Like it's just for me unnaturally, it would feel weird. Back, like, you have such a nice smile, Justin. Because then you'd probably be like, like what you just did right there. You kind of look down to the ground, off to the side a little bit. Like, well, what's going on here? That's because I'm visualizing what I want to do to you. That's not sexual. 
And, but Why? now it is. <laughs> Why not? Well, uh, this is a funny story. Tracy used to do Zumba. Nice. It, yeah, it was it was great. And I went with her once. She convinced me to go with her. She's like, you have to come. You will love our instructor. And uh, so I went. And her instructor was a professional salsa instructor or some kind of dancer. He won Mr. Gay America or Gay Midwest or something. And he got to go to Disneyland and do another competition. Was that here with the like the drag type of thing or, um, or not I think, the drag? I, it was not drag. It was just strictly like dancing. So those dudes are freaking He was talented. <laughs> yeah, and he was super talented. And I remember going in there, we were dancing, doing a thing, and it. And obviously, I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to salsa dance. I might as well be translucent. I'm so white. And uh, I'm doing my thing, trying to keep up with on, on a room full of girls who are in very good shape and not be the creepy guy in samba class. And all of a sudden, he comes up to me. He's like, ooh, you got it, Poppy. And I felt like a fucking million bucks. Like just that confidence Boom. from the guy. Ooh. Boom, rhythm. To kind of add to that story, so, like, my job, I, I work with, like, special effects makeup and stuff like that. I saw some cosmetic makeup. A lot of the drag queens in the area come into my work to get eyelashes and certain makeup and stuff like that. So it had been, like, three years ago, maybe, three, four years ago. There was a few of them that came in together, and we didn't have what they wanted, so I went and got the catalog for them. And so I came out, and I was flipping through the catalog, explaining things to them, and the one said to me, He's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear a single word you said. I was too busy staring at your bulge. I got to tell you, that was a confidence booster for me. Like, well, the thing with, <laughs> you're like, you gave that to me. <laughs> the thing with women is like they sometimes will spare your feelings, but with, with the same sex, it, they will not. They, <laughs> did, you just, not did you just say women will spare my feelings? Yeah. yeah I, fairly, how your long, feelings are getting spared. How long do we still have on the podcast? <laughs> I, could, I could go on for a long time about how they do not. So anyways, at first they do until no. they realize that you're a creeper. Pet, pet, I don't know. <laughs> but like us guys are just like strict. We want to get that, that straight out compliment. You know, that ass is juicy, dude. Yeah. You know? Jeez. I'd like to rumble those hams. <laughs> that ass is cottage cheesy. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't seen Rocky horror picture show at the uh, flicks on 10th, right outside the old market. And they were having like a, a drawing like they gave everybody tickets and you could win and i won a little feng shui water feature thing it was like a little waterfall and it had a little lighthouse thing on it and i i, I won it like in, in a room full of drag queens and and partiers and i went up on stage and got it and the only thing the drag queen said to me was you're very butch <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> like, like i I, thought, I was ready to fucking like bench Rawr. some weights or something i was like yeah I'm telling you, the drag queens that come in, they they will speak their minds. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I love I'm, them for it. absolutely. Yeah, love them I was for just it. gonna say, I I I, lo I love it. So we need more of that instead of hate. We do, like, we really do. Like that's what I think the front line needs to be in all these like the civil war things in the U.S. right now is just the front line should be like all drag queens just being like, no, get the fuck out my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they will speak their minds. Like RuPaul That's... and 30 drag queens. RuPaul should run for president of the United States. Oh, Wasn't there talks about like some sort of a political position that he, she, I think he goes by he, just in his RuPaul, yeah. well, in his everyday. I don't remember anything about RuPaul being like in politics for anything. Mm. I'd be behind it. You would. 
<laughs> you're gonna say that. I can see your gears in your head going. So mm. uh, after so, that uncomfortable Lonnie, conversation, what? What's with that generic toilet paper? My fingers just poked right through. You know, there's a war on. There's toilet paper in there. <laughs> I thought it was that towel hanging over the shower. You know, the people are using cheaper toilet paper now. It's hard to steal good quality toilet paper now. (laughs) Like, you can't just go to any restaurant wearing a mask. does make it easier to steal toilet paper from restaurants, but just no one's using the good stuff anymore. No Charmin Deluxe. Those disposable masks, at the end of the day, can double as toilet paper. This is true. Yeah. You just have to take watch out for that metal nose piece. <laughs> Turn it around, <laughs> reuse it. Right? <laughs> Want to talk about social distancing? Yeah, yeah. fold, wipe again. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you guys this question: When you do stand up, okay, you know the question <laughs> I'm going with. It. Do you when you wipe? Are you still sitting on the toilet? Do you stand up? Fuck no! Or I, do you hunch? I, I fucking v that shit out like I'm a cheerleader, and I just go to town, back to front. <laughs> Still sitting or yeah, do you stand? Yeah, yeah. I cannot. That would be so awkward for me. Like, I don't stand, like, upright. No, I crouch. I crouch. I like, like, I'm, seat. like, you know when you're on the baseball field? No. And they always tell you, like, get whenever the pit, the batter's, like, about to swing. Like, you're supposed to have both hands on your knees and, like, kind of, like, crouched over a little bit. That's how I am. Horse stance. With one hand with the toilet paper. Horse stance. My, my, my other, my other, my other question is, <laughs> after you wipe... Do you look at the toilet paper? Or do well, you, just you have it? to know if it's if it's clean. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I always find that if you wipe ahead of time, you save so much more time. So, yeah, you're like, oh, clean, All right? You know what I want to try? My brother-in-law, he was in the military and stuff like that, and I need to do it. He uses baby wipes to wipe. Yeah, and oh. I think that that's a great idea. Because I have a bidet. And you I know never... you have a booty. It's a nice, <laughs> juicy one. No, a little bidet. Thank you. A bidet attachment. I try to send. <laughs> I try to send a family member. Uh, the uh, where I'm attached to like a group chat with my uh, father-in-law, <laughs> and he's like a. Oh yeah, I, we've talked about him before, but I try to send him the my tushy link, but I forgot the my part. Tushy.com is a totally different site. <laughs> I no, love that. Yeah. I am, no, no. I did that in, in high school once. Navy Job and NavyJobs.com are two definitely different websites. Huh. Well, look at that. I do not want to sign up to this at all. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, I got a bidet. And it's kind of weird, too, because once you use it and you get used to it, I mean, like the first few times, you're like, oh, oh, okay. And like there are the ones that warm the water, so it's like, you know, nice, silky smooth. But... It's like, how do we how do we clean ourselves? I and mean, we hop in the shower, use you know water to clean ourselves off. But just like if you want to clean yourself, you don't just wipe yourself with a towel. It's like you need to wet yourself down. I so, use a toilet bowl brush. That too, front and back. <laughs> Done. That quick. <laughs> so I feel like we're so off topic now. Uh, bidets. Yes. Yeah. With a squatty potty, double up. Oh, fuck yeah, squatty potty is the way to go. I tried to get my feet up on the bowl. You perch, <laughs> perch like a squatty potty. That's that little step stool thing that you put. Yeah, you just yeah. elevate your feet a little bit so you're in a deeper squat, How and then it opens up your anal canal. Right. If you ne- you never see a, a Native American with shit problems because that's how they did it. Yeah, that's what's good, good to know. They squatted, then buries poop in hole, dig hole, poop hole, cover poop hole. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try a squatty potty. I have one. I have one at home too, but slide some books underneath the toilet, put your feet up, 
Pop, pop, pop. You're done. But I don't have a problem with like cleaning out my my colon. Like, isn't that? That's because your stomach's already fucked up. (laughs) No, it just runs out like water. Squatty potty is gonna make my lungs fall out. Apparently. (laughs) Anywho, anywho. So we aren't getting promote. uh, You know, let's uh, promotions. Let's go to our our first topic here of the night, which is uh, uncomfortable situations. Now, uh, we all decided we were going to think up some uncomfortable situations. I feel that, like you uh, did this one wrong. That, uh, well, probably all of us did. Uh, some uncomfortable situations that you could be placed in, and the other two of us have to think of a creative way out of those uncomfortable situations. Yes. We all came up with one, and if we have time, we'll do another one here. But we're all going to read an uncomfortable situation here, and the other two have to bravely or intelligently fight their way out of it. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and start the okay. circle off? So, so this one, uh, since both of you guys are married, it kind of fits with you guys. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of a long, because we have our group chat, and it's like I when I give the ideas and put the episodes together, I kind of give examples. This is kind of along the lines of the example I gave you. So here we go. Here is your guys' uncomfortable scenario slash situation. You are on a business trip away from your wife. One night talking on the phone, she expresses how much she misses you and your company. You remember a certain video on your phone that you took not too long ago of you and your wife having sex together. The video is clearly of you two and shows your faces in the sex and sexual acts. You suggest sending it to your wife to help get her by until you get home, to which she agrees it would help. You send it to her. At least you thought you did. Upon further inspection, you realize you accidentally sent the video to your parents. What do you do? I think in a situation like that, you're adult, your parents are adults. You just joke it off and be like, hey, that's us bumping ugly. Let me, just, let me, just joke, joke about let it. Let me clarify. Joke it off or jerk it off? Well, <laughs> I mean, do first off, you, you get off. And then you, I think you just be like, hey, that was not supposed to go to you. If you don't want to see me having sex with whoever your wife is, I wouldn't recommend watching that. It was supposed to go to so-and-so. So you do the honesty route. I would go with the I think that's the only route you can. Boring. <laughs> I think, like, <laughs> my birth parents, I have, like, so many different family members foster. The ones that would be the most awkward for you. Hmm. I, I don't feel like I have too much shame in this. Like, like Oops. And then and I, I'm pretty sure my dad would be like, nice. Man. Like, am I doing this right? You got, <laughs> I, I, I expected more from you guys, but mm. I would kill myself <laughs> if that happened. I mean, it's one of those situations. It's like, well, you're probably going to see my dick eventually. You definitely seen it once. Like, why, why, would your, out wait, why would your parents see your dick eventually again? Well, like, <laughs> Explain that one. Well, like, you go camping and it's like, oh, boys are going to shower. What the fuck kind of camping do you do? I don't know. Like, quick camping where it's like everybody go shower. <laughs> Not in the <laughs> same shower, but you've went to a campground, right? Where it's like there's no separators would, of the showers. I don't shower when I go camping. You're out you in the wilderness. You shower your dad's back. And- <laughs> Rub my back, son. Yeah. Get in there. Old I nice dropped the soap. Lag. Who's picking it up this time? <laughs> Dad. <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. Sounds uh, like a Brady Bunch episode, I think. Oh. I think even my mom, because I've had like sexual conversations. I, sh- I yeah, I'm glad I 
put those together. <laughs> Sick. Sexual <laughs> conversations. <laughs> I've had sexual conversations with my mom, and, you know, like, I guess I'm, I've always kind of been comfortable with most anything. Not that I'm, like, some sort of, like, edgelord or, or whatever you want to call it, but I've been in trouble many a times in, in I guess, adult details. What's the word? Man, like, I don't know. It's, sexual stuff is private for me. Like, I, I, I'm not... I mean, you saw how, never mind, I'm going to get into that. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so you guys would basically just uh, yeah, I totally tell your parents. Just come just out be and be like, hey, that wasn't supposed to come to you. It is me boning my wife. You if wanna you want to watch it. It's all on you. It's all on you. That they, you do, do, you do you. All right. I think, I mean, like, I might be a little timid to um, send it to the Chica afterwards, just in case you fuck up yeah. again and go to your cousin that time. <laughs> I mean, like, if I'm going to send something, like, I look at the, the name several times before I press send, but uh, I don't Not always to send me, something. you don't. Well, that's because it's to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Nothing this ever infected? has went wrong before. <laughs> Justin, it looks fine. Thank you. That's what I was going for. The wife, <laughs> I'm, rubbing, I'm rubbing the ointment on it. I know, repetitively. <laughs> I got little crazy eyes. Uh, oh. Stick to the... <laughs> All right, so, Justin, you go ahead with your... I didn't really... I don't think I did this right. I was just doing the odd, strange scenario type of thing, which they were both kind of... Well, both of the ideas were around kids. Um, <laughs> I, there was really no, like, getting out of it. Um, okay, I guess I can kind of swing it around like this. So you're on your last diaper. You're not... Well, not you. Like, for your kid. Not okay. For you. Okay. So that you're clear. And you know how, like, when you probably know this too, you just change them and then they fill it up. So, say you're in public, what do you do? And it's going to be a few hours before you, uh. And you don't have another diaper? Yeah, that's your last diaper. You just changed them. Where are you at in public? Let's go and say Mega Church. <laughs> no, 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 that's not. <laughs> there's probably a diaper available. I was going to say, there's plenty of books that we can use. <laughs> Well, depending on clo how close, I guess it depends on where it's at. I mean, if the kid... DMV, in line. Ooh, You're next up. That baby's suffering. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that the baby's going to have a rash for a couple days after that. Because, yeah, if it's the DMV and you're the next one up, yeah, that's... But maybe the DMV, I don't know, I guess you really can't leave the line. Yeah, they're just going to have to to wait it out. Because I'm sure that's not the only person with shit in their pants at the DMV. <laughs> possibly I've had a <laughs> so some of the businesses that I go to there was this older lady who is on my one of my customers she sat in like this little lobby area waiting for one of the front desk ladies I should say oh yeah and she just sat there and then you heard the little and she had like no emotion so I, I she's probably old enough or senile enough that like she didn't think anything of it and like you didn't smell it and I was kind of talking to one of the maintenance dudes and then I guess once she left and got up, this is probably like five minutes later, she probably like made a seal on the chair. So everything was right there. And then once she released, she just pretty much crapped on the, on the chair. Um, I'm assuming she didn't wear any depends because it was stained. That's ickies. That's icky poos. So I guess you just own it. Just own it. If you shit yourself as a kid or an adult. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> looks like this ain't going to get taken care of the way you got to live it. I mean, your bath or the sign on your door said no public bathroom. So it's we like the astronauts. private bathroom. Was, you just was, go in the suit. Like it was less than a year ago. I, I had my last sharding experience. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That was the absolute worst. 26 minutes in, and this podcast has been primarily about uh, boo-boos. Shoot. Yeah. It's been about poo-poo. I, I always call it boo-boos. Like, I got to make boo-boos. I, sh- <laughs> I sharded when we were filming a wedding. <laughs> and it was the start of the day. And I mean, when we film weddings, it's you have to like it's a long morning. Day. The camera hanging out of the porta potty. And wait, wait, you filmed it while you were crapping? <laughs> no, no. We got to the venue where the bride and bridesmaids were going to be doing their hair and makeup, and we got there before so we could get some exterior shots of the church because it was in like a vineyard type area, and we had the drone. It was it, an outside shot or inside? Yeah, it was an outside shot. What did the line so, so <laughs> down to where you crap? Anyways, <laughs> I had to fart and I thought it was a regular fart and I was not. More came out with it and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this is gonna be it's a hot outside, it's gonna be a long ass day. You're about to meet the bride and the bridesmaids, and you're gonna smell like shit. So I went into the the because luckily the everything was taking place at this vineyard, like the, the ceremony, the reception, everything was there. So luckily the place was open and I went in there and uh, yeah, I went into the bathroom, took my boxers off, wiped as much as I could. And, <laughs> and then I didn't know what to do with my boxers and I wasn't going to like leave them in the car in the hot heat. So I went across the hall knowing that there was no women there into the women's bathroom and I threw them in the trash can there. So yeah, there was somebody at the, <laughs> there was somebody at that venue that had a nice surprise when they went in there. So anyways, well, Lonnie, what's your uncomfortable? <laughs> All right. That's giving something old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and new <laughs> at the same time. Nice. Not necessarily borrowed, but huh. All right, mine is you and your SO, which is slang for your significant other. I'm out. <laughs> well, you Supporting can, you can imagine. Uh, you and your SO are uh, invited to your SO's family's house for a holiday or trip, or it doesn't matter, just an event. And your SO nudges you in the morning and says, I'm going to get up and take a shower. All right, that's fine. Gets out of bed. And while you're laying there in bed, you are, your imagination kind of runs away with you. And uh, to Trains? S- what's that? Trains? <laughs> Auto. <laughs> Autos, trains. Um, and to say uh, you uh, got a little excited would, uh, to say if there, was a, if there was a boner police, you'd need a lawyer. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So uh, you decide to get up and go chase down your, your SO who's in the shower. So you go into the bathroom and take off your, your little clothes there to get in the shower with your SO and uh, pull back the curtain and hop in and turns around and it's, it's it's definitely not your SO, it's your SO's mom. and She's not too too much of a hurry to rush you out of that shower. What do you do? I think I've seen this on Pornhub. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen several. Um, how old is your, your you would SO's consider, mom? No. You would consider <laughs> this is why I don't have a SO. I don't know. I don't know that I'd be in that situation to where I would be like, hey, we're at my significant other's house, parents' house. I'm going to fuck her in the shower type of thing. So, but I mean, if for the sake of the scenario, I can definitely tell apart my my short mother in law (laughs) (laughs) compared to my. um, It's steamy. It's steamy. She likes hot showers. Okay. Well, there's not too many tattoos. I, I can't see that either. I'd probably 
scream and get out of the shower and cause a scene so that my SO comes up here and be like, your mom was coming on to me. I thought it was you. She's running around the house with a terrible full bone. Being like, Whoa. It's like, hopefully, mom, just, just shower. We're already here. Just shower. Hopefully it's not Christmas time. Will you get my back? That would definitely uh, ruin the uh, holiday cheer by having that happen. But what if the twist was your SO? Was also in the shower. Wanted to join. (laughs) 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 It was your SO's father. Yeah, that's. I'd probably. He's massaging I would cause a scene just so that my SO would know that it it wasn't me. Like, I'd be like, I was thinking it was you, but. I think my SO's mom might be comfortable showering with more than one person, anyways, since that's probably how they. Did it in the Philippines, but <laughs> what? What's funny? Uh, kind of messed up of you. It's a fucking very culturally insensitive. Fucking of you. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah. Well, do we want to do our second ones or no? I don't really have. If you guys have one, I got one. I got. I got one too. We can make it quick. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it quick. Mine. I did this entirely wrong, so mine's pretty short. Probably not gonna okay. Work. I know. <laughs> it's not that short. <laughs> Thank you. Got the you. job done once. That's all that matters. <laughs> the quick. Woo. So uh, uh, this, we'll, we'll just call him Elon Musk. So Elon Musk invented a dream DVR. And you are super excited because this DVR will flawlessly play back your dreams. Because you've never got to see your dreams. You have no idea what dreams you're having. And this machine will will play back your dreams in completion. So you're super excited. And the, the terms and conditions pop up. And, and like every other terms and conditions, you I accept. And you sign and you buy it and you go home and you hook it up. And you go to push play to play your dreams. And in that exact moment, you realize what you signed up for because your wife's phone, both of your kids' phone, your mom, your dad's phone, your in-law's phone, every single phone flashes to the exact screen of what your dreams are. So your dream DVR, every single member of your family and your extended family now get to see what you dreamed. So your dream DVR, not only you get to see it, but your family gets to see your dreams. I don't know that I'd be that upset about that or weirded out just because it's my dreams. I can't pick my dreams. So it's just like if there's something on there that they didn't like or that was embarrassing, it's a dream. Play it off as a dream. I've had sex with lots of clowns in dreams. So. <laughs> That's fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I guess if they analyze dreams a little bit more, then they might be like, you're a fucking weirdo. Get away from me. Yeah. I guess... Going with like analyzation, sometimes I, I think dreams mean something, and then sometimes I think it just means nothing. So it's like hard to pinpoint which one is what. But yeah, I have some weird dreams sometimes. Don't we all? Especially like when I'm playing video games. Like I'm a binge gamer here and there. Like after five months, I'll play something and then play for like maybe two weeks and then not touch it for another five, six, seven months. But some of the games that I do play, like Saints Row, GTA, or something like that, and well, mainly like Saints Row, where you can like fly and my my dreams get very vivid and I'm, I'm kind of reliving that but i usually like create a female character because <laughs> they just look cooler to play with you would yeah pervert does that, does that say a lot about me <laughs> it does <laughs> i'm so depressed i'm not even in my own dreams <laughs> uh, all right so here's my second one for you guys 
This is actually comes from a movie. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, have you guys seen the movie Frozen? And I'm not talking about the Disney Anna Elsa. I'm talking about Adam Green's Frozen. Yes. Where, if you haven't, I'll explain your scenario. So you are, you're skiing on a mountain. Skeeting. Snow skiing. Skeeting. And you and a couple of your friends are on the ski lift. And it's a holiday weekend. And it's bitter cold weather freezing weather, blizzards coming and stuff like that. Well, by some accident, you're the last group that gets to go up on the ski lift and something happens with the guy controlling it to where he had an emergency phone call. So he had to leave. So the guy taking over did not know that you guys were the last group. After he thinks the last group's gone through, he stops the ski lift. You guys are now stuck in a ski lift on the highest point possible. Lonnie, how about how much of a drop was that in the movie? Oh, it's- or they say it was like 50, 60. Feet. Yeah, it was like a, a 50, 50. Damn. Damn it. That was scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's either a 50, 60 foot from where you are to the ground below on the hill. And it's a holiday weekend. So you're going to be stuck there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday is going to be the next time that somebody comes to the ski lift to see you. So you're stuck in the ski lift chair. What do you do? This is going to be like like the movie Alive. Wait, am I? Wait, who am I with? You're with a couple friends. Well, I usually always put myself in friend groups where I can dominate everybody else. Oh, keep in mind there's wild wolves and stuff there too. That I do not have to be fast, just faster than somebody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, if you drop 50, 60 feet, like in the movie, the guy shatters his legs. I know how to drop. My body is trained and proficient in airdrops. So you think you'd be able to survive that drop without breaking any bones? If I know I'm in the movie, yeah, I could do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like forever. So Justin's going to be the hero. He's um, going to drop. No, I'm not going to drop. I'm actually probably going to climb up the ski lift and then. Now they try that in the movie too. And the wires are so sharp that it just cuts their hands as they're... Well, if I'm on a ski lift, I'm going to be wearing gloves. They try that. It cuts right through the gloves. Huh. So if I were to fall on some people who might have fell out, that kind of limits the height on which I drop. So I have a little bit of a cushion. (laughs) Okay. So you're murdering your friends. I I don't say murder. (laughs) I don't want to say murder. I just want to say assisting myself (laughs) a little bit more. (laughs) Remind me never to go skiing with you. Yeah, right? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You murderized. You it, should watch man. this movie, Justin. I'll it's a fun movie, Fro- yeah. Frozen by Adam Green, who's up there as one of my favorite horror directors. And it's got an Easter egg in Hatchet Two. Does it? Yeah. Frozen. They're watching it when she goes into. Uh, Maybe if Tony you guys. Todd's place. Oh yeah. Take off all of your clothes, tie it to the lift, and then rappel down a little bit. So you can survive a little bit of a drop. There you go. That's a, that's a good. That is pretty good. Yeah. That's ranger thinking right there. That but is. But then they hit the ground and freeze to death because it's yeah. Arctic temperatures. And oh, we got to huddle together. And you chance these wild wolves attacking you. I can probably. The thing is, is when it comes to like these sorts of puppies, uh, <laughs> you, you can't pull out of, of their mouth. <laughs> yeah. You got to. If they bite you, don't rip your arm out. You know, you got to put it in. That way he opens up there. There's <laughs> a dog barking and they're like, shut the fuck up, pervert. You don't know nothing, fucker. <laughs> Try it. Try to put that in my mouth. 
Yeah. I, I do like that the clothes thing. Yeah. I think that, that, that will get you down to the ground well, closer. And if you think about it, they were decent skiers, so they'd be able to probably hustle yeah. down. Is the ground flat or is it sloped? It was sloped. It was well, sloped. You, you'll survive. I've seen enough. I've played Tony Hawk. I've seen snow. <laughs> well, this will cool borders. This this will be the punishment for whoever loses at the the end of the year. I'll say Crescent's not far away. Uh, we will put you on a ski lift, and the loser will drop and see how it goes. Well, hmm. I'm fat, so I think I would survive this the best. I'll be fat by the even more fat by the end of this. That'll help. Boom, boom. So, what would you do, Lonnie? Probably freeze to death. <laughs> I hate heights. I wouldn't uh, go I on too. it in the first place. That is true. I'm the exact same. I always had a, this is kind of a slightly related topic. I always had an ongoing argument with my brother, John, who, uh, he was more for like the cold and I was always for like, you know, hot temperatures. It's like, if you were to die in extreme cold or extreme hot, which, which one would you prefer? Cold. Yeah. I would say hot. Cause you go numb first. You pass out first before you die with hot. So, and getting cold and frostbite, you, you'll feel that it stings. It's my decision, and I choose cold. You're not entitled to your decision or opinion. I'd rather be buried under a whole bunch of asses. <laughs> so you're gonna be you? the first pe- person to drop off the ski lift, and <laughs> well, I would say this strange, odd scenario thing was kind of a flop, <laughs> just like all the asses. So, all yes. right, wh- what else do we got here, Lonnie? Oh, boys, do I have a game for you? Do you? I do. I have a fun game. Oh, I, I thought you were asking. So I was asking back just for verification. I do. I do have a game for you. So he, you got to hear me out with all the instructions. I didn't study. You didn't study. You Nothing to study. I kind of gave you guys a little bit of hint when I said make sure you're studying up on your lyrics from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and now. Because I've concocted a game and if Jeremy's game from last week was a three on the scale of one to ten, this game is a five. So I'm cranking up the difficulty a little bit. I like crank. I could tell. If That's Justin, why you're the only one in shape. Is, oh. If Justin's game is as good as it was last week, I got this I one. I got this. Okay, so what I did is I took five popular songs from 70s to now, and I took the lyrics and I incorporated them into a story, which your job is to tell me the song, who it's from, and then I added some other little things to get points. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game is the winner. Oh, that's how that usually works. Yeah. I can figure that All out. Right. Well, and it will... will be another tally on the mark of games. Oh, okay. Okay. So the way to get points, know the song. Know the song. Know who sang it. Know who sang it. Whoever sang it, including covers. But that cover had to be on an album. So that counts. Yeah. If you don't get the actual person, you can get the cover. Yep. Okay. You can get as many points from that as possible. So if you know who did it, who covered it, you can get multiple points. Okay. And what movie it was in. All these songs have been in a movie. So you can get a point with every movie it's been in. Nothing from Karate Kid. Nothing from Karate Kid. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, best of best of the best is not on here. <laughs> the best. So, I have five songs. Are you ready? I think I understand the rules. I think so, um, too. Yeah, but... Let me check with my associate. 
Jeremy, you want to help me out with this one? I was just going to say the best way to do this is just to start with it and let's go with it. Teamwork, 110%. You know? <laughs> Physically impossible. Physically <laughs> impossible. I picked songs as well that if you can't get it from the verse, the chorus generally has. Did you say chorus? Chorus. You mean chorus? Ch- no, chorus. Chorus. It's spelled chorus. Okay. The chorus, Jeremy, okay. has <laughs> the name of the song in it. Okay. So. All right, let's just do this. I, okay. I, I think Dive that's in. the best way. That's enough. Dive in dick first. Dick, <sighs> dick first. Song number one. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yeesh. Okay. I just can't find them, Jane. Where have all the good men gone? Even when I go to church, I'm like, where are oh, all the gods? What the fuck is her name? And you can say stop whenever you want. Stop. Okay. Is the song Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? No. Okay. Damn it. That's crazy. Just yesterday, I seen the streets wise Hercules. But today, nothing. Man, these are odd. All those nuts. Who's going to fight them? There used to be this white knight, right? He totally used to ride a, a fuck. What was it? It was a furious steed, you dits. I think, but it was always so late at night. I could have been dreaming of stuff I needed. I've been dreaming of stuff I needed a lot. Gentlemen, any guesses from the, from the verse? It sounds like a lot of that was from that Metallica. Where have all the cowboys gone song? It's Shania Twain. No. Um, we, we've mentioned Shania Twain on this fucking music thing. That's weird. Anyways. God, I, that where have all the good men gone or whatever, that's like... I. That's not it. That's what's sticking with me, and I'm trying. I can't. By, ah, what is her name? (laughs) (laughs) Paula Cole? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Paula Cole is her name. Natalie Cole, Paula Cole. Yeah, I think it's Paula Cole. But that's wrong. We're we're trying to guess a good game here. I know. No, man. You got got a Why does Hercules, or as a a god, uh, uh, going through the night. You know, you guys are trying dreams. to beat each other, so yeah. I know. trying to figure I, out stuff No, out I'm loud. trying to help have him help me to beat him. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. All right, going on to the chorus. I just need a hero. I'd hold out for that. Oh, oh well, it's, it's, Bonnie Taylor holding out for a hero. Very good. That's Fucking two shit. points. On what movie? movie. Footloose. It's another point for Jeremy. I have got Bonnie There's Taylor a couple or... other movies it was in. Spider-Man. And a couple other singers who did the song. Uh, Chad and what's his name from Saliva? <laughs> Chad Kroger? <laughs> yeah. and That's a big old negative. And Hero. Josie, isn't it? Something yeah. Like that. So I got three points. I, I don't know of any covers to that song, and I don't know of any other movie that that would be in. Footloose 2. <laughs> Close, but negative. Uh, uh, oh, I do know. Save the last, no. Uh, there uh, is uh, another dance, movie that that is in. Uh, break off, dance, Fucking shit. Isn't one of the movies it's an animated? Shrek. That is incorrect. Shrek 2. Puss in Boots. That is correct. Yeah. That's pretty much Shrek 2. I said Puss in Boots. <laughs> okay. I can't think of anything else with that. Antonio took that movie. Any other guesses for singers or movies? It's, uh, Save the Last Dance. <laughs> A Walk to Remember. Nope. Now and Then. Nope. Uh, 16 Candles. Two singers, two movies. Uh, let me use a lifeline, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I got four points. I'm good. Okay. Do you give up? Yep. Okay. The other two movies that was in was Who's Harry Crumb? 
Oh, in yeah. Short Circuit 2. Wait. Wait. Wow. Who's who's in Who's Harry Crumb? John Candy. Oh. I knew that now that he says that. Son of a. And the other people who covered it were Jennifer Saunders. She was a singer in Trek 2. And uh, Ella Mae Brown. This is going to go the same way <laughs> it went last time. Woo. I'm going to uh, get a point. <laughs> so Jeremy got four points in that round. Congratulations, Jeremy. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Nice. See, I'm, I'm doing your thank you, your high-pitched thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> that was weird. All right. <laughs> Did it come in? See, I'm not getting any of that in my... I'm not getting any of You're that. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, song number two. Welcome, everyone, to the Bad Story Fetish Club. First up tonight, we have Caleb. Please take the stage. Thank you, everyone. Once upon a time, there was this kid. Who got into a car wreck. He couldn't Stop. go to school. Crash test dummies. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Very <Damn> good. <laughs> and that was in Dumb and Dumber. Okay. That's three points. Yep. Wounds. <laughs> there was a ball. I don't know any other. I that's, don't know. That's literally what that was, was just like people at the fetish club. And I just copied down the lyrics. <laughs> So I don't know any covers of it, and I don't know any other movies that it's... The right Angelina now. Jolie... Uh, oh, what was that one where she was an a inmate? Or not an inmate, a, a patient? Negative. Cool. There's three other movies. Two recently new movies. And what, uh, two movies in a very popular TV show. Not another teen movie? No. But close. Thank you. So half point. No, as in how far off you were. I couldn't. Mm. I feel like you want to say yes, though. So I don't. We're just going to go with a half point. I don't want to say yes. I was present when he said crash test dummies. So let's go with half point. I will consider it. Give him a half point. Thank you. Thank half, you. See? Half a point for being here. It was uh, accountability or participation. <laughs> I'm participating. All right. The okay. other movies. If you, are you giving up? Um. Can I use your bathroom again? <laughs> Grab my your, phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> give me the phone. I can tell you after this. I just can't think with my, my I, tummy full. I give up with everything. Anything else? So the other movies it was in was Tag. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I've so, seen it, but I don't remember it. So give the, me another. It's half at point. the very end. It was in the the credits. the The cast is singing it. Oh, okay. Uh, it was in the Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that. And it, it was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. The whole episode was based around it. Don't like that show. So Is it because of Doogie Howser? It's because I don't think it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So three more points for Jeremy. Jeremy's, I don't oh, think awesome. I'm going to be good at this game. Dude, you are totally going to school me. Seven to point five. Nice. Justin, with his pity points. So we just need to start thinking of the punishment for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just All right. Anything I hope you guys can think of something very... Savage to punish me with. Oh. All right. Number three. Hey, what's up? How's your trip, man? Fucking agony, man. Just went through Omaha head and east on Highway 34. Stop. Bob Seeger. Metallica. Uh, turn the page. Damn it. I can, can you, do I have to like let him finish since he said stop? Because I would have said turn the page like 10 seconds ago. But Well, I mean, he was still giving correct answers. So. Okay. I feel like it was in, was it? It uh, was in one movie. The the Lost Highway? Can I retract, no. can I retract my point, my half point for him? No. <laughs> if I lose by half a point, I'm going to be pissed. 
So you're pretty much going to times that by the half point that I have? Well, I'm going to let you give the answers until you get one wrong. Gotcha. And you got three points, and then you got one wrong. So, well, so Jeremy, on. there's two more bands. Wait, it's still my turn? No, because you but said the Lost Highway. Oh, no, no. No, I, I was saying that's not what it's not. I was saying Lost Highway is not. Oh. So, But you didn't let me finish. Fair enough. Because okay, that was really yeah. rude. Keep going. Then, I, I apologize for, we my, still have at least for my rudeness. It's the Republican. No, it's name. not you. It's, it's just. <laughs> okay, Jeremy. I got nothing. I know. <laughs> there's two more. Two more artists who covered the song and one movie it was in. Oh, that was a Hinataika. They did a Spanish version of it. <laughs> Shut the shit. So, another point. <laughs> I will give you a hint on the movie because I doubt either of you have seen it. It is a racing movie. With Jackie Chan, the th Thunder... The famous racing movie starring Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, the Jackie Chan, John Wayne racing movie. I right. remember that one. There is a Jackie Chan racing movie. <laughs> Called Yellow it's Lightning. Some, it's like something thunder. That's racist. <laughs> it's like, fuck. No. It's just racial. It's not racist. It's not hatred. I, I'm out. With Jason Statham. Does somebody die in this? Oh. Talladega Nights. No. Is not what it is. <laughs> All right, no. I give Jeremy gives up. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you Jeremy gives up. So. Okay, Jeremy gives up. Yeah. All right, do you give up as well? Uh, no. Yes, so, he half does. Point. He does. No, I don't give up. I get a half a point. Thank you. I'm gonna let you keep <laughs> your half a point because you actually were on the right track when you said thunder. It's days of thunder. That's what so, I said. So I'm gonna let you keep the half a point. No, my mouth was full. That you <laughs> that you illegally got last turn, but no, Justin got three points that round. Nice. I'm coming back to lose. So we're at seven. Seven to three and a half. Seriously, if that half point comes back, I'm going to kick some ass. <laughs> All right, song number four. I got to take some time. Well, how much time? Do you know? Oh, just a little. I need to not read everything, just the middle parts. From when I'm old, you know? I'm going to go climb a mountain, I think. The fuck? Why? Because I feel like Atlas. But through the clouds, I can see the love. The love shines. It, it keeps me warm as it glows, as it, as it gets colder. Do you need a hug? I've been hurt, man, with this broken heart, this pain. I don't know if I can face it again. I can't stop now. Mm. I've traveled fuck always. I've traveled so far to get here. Take some time to read between the lines. Do either of you have a guess from the verse? Go to the chorus. Yeah, go to the chorus. All right. Hold on. If I unplug his mic. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, You're making a comeback. Dirty I player. I know. I, well, mm, this is I don't want to call I think it dirty. This, this is going to come back to, like, I think it's going to come down to the number five. I call it seizing your moment. If, if this I, is the big one. This one is the where the points are at. If I can get points on this one, I, I'll feel good about my chances. I want to say the person, uh, his initials is TP, but I'm not going to make a guess just yet. Go for it, of course. All right, course. Love. What is it? Show me, please. Oh, stop. I want you to show me. I need you to. I don't know why I said stop, so just keep going. <laughs> Jeremy. All right. I feel like I'm on the right track with that song. It's like a winger. I'll keep going. Is his song, is, is what he thinking of correct? I'll keep going. Okay. So, yes. Go. He doesn't get to stop again, does he? Uh-uh. Okay. So, love. What is it? Show me, please. Does it feel like 
Does it feel nice? That love stuff? Touch me, please. I know you want to. Jeremy, any guesses? Why is this not ringing a bell? It's not what you were thinking it was. I need, I, know. A, I need a song title and a band. And there is lots of points to be made with this song. I don't think any are going to be made because... What was that one musical with Tom Cruise? Yeah, it's in there. I'm drawing a blank on this one. School of Rock. Hmm. Flop. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know this one. I I I know once you tell me, I'm gonna be like, oh. I feel like you're trying to make it a challenge. No, I I literally do not. Not you, him. Oh, <laughs> if we're both stumped, is there a clue? Another clue you can give us? I will give Justin a point for knowing the song but not knowing the title. So, is Wait. it is it foreigner? I want to know what love is. Yes. You're welcome. Thanks, but I don't remember. So I'll give. I'll give you the title for the song. I'll give you the point for the song for knowing it, and then I'll give you the point for the band. Congratulations. Okay. You win. Well, I'll accept that. Um, movie, though, that it would be in. I feel like it was in it has TV in, show. It was in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I nine, know a TV show. Ten movies. I know a TV show. Is there a TV Friends. show on there? I did not do any TV shows. I know one for a fact that it's on. Do I get a point if I tell you? Phil in Modern Family sang it at a state fair. I did not do any TV shows. I just did ten movies. I'll let him have that one if okay. he knows where it, if it's fact. Okay. It is fact. Modern Family is one of my favorite shows. Jeremy's not one for lying. And it's actually, actually, excuse me, Phil doesn't sing it. Their pharmacist oh, so sings he lied. it. So oh. I get a point. I get a half a Take point. <laughs> half, half a point it is. All right. I All got right. my half point back. Movies. Or I can, uh, there is one, well, not counting Foreigner, but there is four other people who have covered this song. I feel like the cast of Glee <laughs> covered this song. Cast of Glee did not cover this song. Well, I bet you they did. I don't know. This is going to be a long episode, I feel. We're, we're, we're going to be over two and a half hours long with this episode. Uh, my stuff is pretty short, so. <laughs> I don't care if it's longer or not. This is a bonus episode. This is episode number five, so. Huh, mile point. Yeah. Nice. So, okay, this is an anniversary. I don't know any movies off the top of my head that that's in. I know some movies under the top of my head. No that, guesses? No. Uh, give me some hints. No. Just me some hints. Give me some hints. I'm going to text Paco. <laughs> I want you to show me. Man. Uh, hmm. I feel like uh, Deadpool sings it. I only said that because he has Deadpool on his shirt. <laughs> it was worth true. a guess. But I always kind of have a Deadpool on my shirt. I, I give up. I do, too. This okay. is kind of dragging out. So it was Artemis Fowl, Pacific Rim, Bad Moms, The Boss, The D-Train, Hot Tub Time Machine, Alvin and Chipmunk, The Se the Squeakwill, Good Luck Chuck, Show Me the Love, and Health Inspector. Good Luck Chuck. Larry, I knew that one. And Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. Okay, I've last, only seen like two of those, so I wouldn't have guessed. Last song. What What's the, the points right now? Let's see, Jeremy at nine, Justin at three and a half. Nice. Go didn't, me. I, didn't I get a half a point? Yeah, you're at seven and a half. There's a four point difference between you two. I'm at seven and a half. I thought you, you just said I was nine. at nine. Yeah, oh. yeah, seven and a half. Because when you put the, because uh, you're not using the, you're eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. Think about the fractions. Eight and a half to what did you say? Uh, four Three. and a half. Four and a half. So there's four point different. Yeah. 
Okay. On passant. So All now right. I got This is the last one. All right, last one. You got to kill this one, Justin. Yeah, you got to get this one. All right, you got to get all four points on this I one. I can kill on this one? Yeah. All right, you ready? Got to. I'm ready. Let me tell you a story of how a skinny little lad who didn't know any bad from good fell in love with a particular brand of females straight from the nursery, naughty nanny, and her big fat fanny. Uh, stop. Queen. Fat bottom girls. Um, I want to say something with Jack Black, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to work. You got two points. Nice. Thank you. You can only tie it if you get the other two. It's been in two movies. I don't even know the song. I can't that Bottom it. Girls makes the rockin' world go round. Ding, ding. I'm not a Queen fan, so. It's, been, it's in one very obvious movie. Bo- uh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. That literally could have been any more time. I'm going to give you both a point. <laughs> yes. But it was in one other movie. Well, shit. Uh, let's go Wayne's World. Damn it. Was, I was literally, it was not Wayne's World. I was literally going to say that. I got mm, nothing. Let's go. You can't win it, though. Even if you get this third one, you're still going to be a point behind. So I give up. Days and Confused. It was Super Size Me. Is That's pretty much Days and Confused, you know? <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. Jeremy wins. So Lonnie has a point. I have a point. Justin has zero points in game. Is that loud? Because I can't hear it. Can you see the blood coming out of my ears? (laughs) Just a straight. Wait, do I turn it up? Anybody that's driving, listening to this podcast, just swerved off the road with that. Good job. Good job. That was a fun game. I don't. That that seems like a lot of prep work. To not really. I think there needs to be like a time limit on it because the waiting for us is not good for. I was gonna record them and try to do like little skits of them each, but I didn't have a microphone, so I was like literally holding the laptop up to my face, and uh, it wasn't working. So I went that route. I see. You sick. But I mean, as far as like the guessing and stuff. We can't have too much time. Yeah, well, yes. we'll do, we're going to put time limits on everything, our games from here on out. Cool. Yeah. So, but no, that was that was fun. Yeah. You yeah. know what else is really fun? Our sponsor, ML Image. Oh, I guess it is. I thought that was between. Uh, yep. The main topic and yeah, okay. That's where it is on the thing. I just got a Jeez. text that says sponsor. We should have done it before. Go ahead. Anyway. Anyway, as they're trying to tell me, but I can read. This is my trains, trains, trains. <laughs> Go Lonnie. Yay. Go now. Uh, anyway, ML Image, specializing in the most beautifulest. I got nothing. Why didn't you give me the piece of paper? Jeremy, you did. I it. left it here, and we were out of studio, and you somehow lost it. Go so ML, ML Image. ML Image has been around since 2005. Specializes in glamour, boudoir, ink, horror, all you sorts of stuff. He does it, except senior photos. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Uh, but if you go to mlimage.com, you can see some of his work. It is not safe for work, so don't look at it at work. Unless you have a boss that's a pervert, then you can look at it all you want. But you can also become a member of his Patreon by looking up ML Image on there. $10, $20, $30 tiers gives you access to all of his work, even the artistic nude. So, yeah, if you are interested in your male and you want to look at beautiful women... Or you're a female and it's better to do something. Yeah, or female and you want to look at beautiful women, you can look at his work. If you are a female, he doesn't really work with men, but you're interested in doing a uh, photo shoot with him, you can look up his contact information on mlimage.com and email him and set something up with him. So, yeah, that is our sponsor, ML Image. 
He shot my image wife is everything. And my mom. Weird. You said that last week too. Did he really shoot your mom? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that wasn't your mom. <laughs> so boys, do I got a doozy movie review for you? Oh my God. My life is so different after watching this oh. movie. We were supposed to watch this? No. You were supposed to let this absorb you. I just read the front cover. <laughs> Rubber. It was probably enough. We watched Rubber. And for those of you who do not know, Rubber is a movie about a sentient tire that has telekinesis. And the only thing I can say about the movie Rubber to wrap up this whole synopsis that we're going to give you is Rubber is a movie about whatever. Like that was pretty much the story of Rubber. It's about whatever. Like you can get really deep into Rubber and – and our rubber can get really deep into you. <laughs> Balls. Depends on you. No, but like you can get into it and think about it like it's an allegory on, you know, forum groups and how fandom decays after a while. But really it's just a it's a mind fuck. Like they gave a director like, here's some acid and fifty bucks, make a movie. Right. And they made rubber. It's a very experimental movie that's very avant-garde. Uh, it starts off with like a no-reason monologue, which kind of prefaces the entire movie, and it's an excellent preface to it. But I, we, we, we look at it differently. You didn't like it? <laughs> go, go ahead. You can go ahead. What I really like about this, like starting off, is like it's artistic, and then I don't know if it's just me analyzing things and taking more out of it because I feel like it circles back on itself. So it could be way more than what it actually was, or it can be simply nothing, pretty much what it was implying. It was actually implying kind of both things in a sense, I thought. I didn't like how it started off with this police officer basically looking into the camera to the audience telling him this is a movie about nothing. It's just like gives off all these examples of like this happened in this movie. Why? For no reason. For no reason. I think that that was the writer director's way of knowing <laughs> that they had a movie that they didn't know how the fans were going to react to it. And right. by saying that it was their way of covering their tracks. So if it was a bad movie that didn't make sense, then that would be like, well, we said at the beginning, it's a movie about nothing type of thing. Whereas they could have let the audience discover that on their own that it was a movie about nothing like i give napoleon dynamite as an example that was that awesome was movie. a very random movie and a lot of things in it didn't make sense but they didn't come out at the beginning and say that they just let right. the fans i think either way it kind of adds to the hilarity of it well i mean that whole scene in general like the pulling up of the car and the hitting the chairs All like the chairs. it was such an asinine start even before the monologue you're like what am I getting myself into? And the glass of water he was holding, that's like, what's the water going to do? And that almost seemed post-shot. Like, that had nothing to do with the movie so much to the point where maybe that was after the movie was shot and they were doing reshoots. They're like, maybe we should shoot this as a kind of a quote-unquote MacGuffin to the movie to, oh, this movie doesn't make sense. Maybe we should put this at the beginning of the movie to kind of cover our tracks, kind of like you were saying. I like how it also kind of pulls 
you as the spectator and it puts you in a position that's in the movie as the audience because there is an audience that pretty much watches the situation. So the cop is pretty much addressing you and addressing the position of where the spectators are. Which is another thing I didn't really care for. One or the other. Either you're like talking directly to the camera, to me, the viewer at home, or you're talking to these actors and actresses that are the spectators, right. the viewers. Well, you are them. Not both at, like, different times. Like, I just... Yeah, you have no appreciation for art. <laughs> I, I do, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't, it, it didn't start out good for me. I so. thought so <laughs> because it takes, it immediately takes shots at itself because there's a kid who's, he's like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so like as the audience, yeah, you kind of agree. He is your voice. They are your voice. And going through this, I kind of parallel with what they're thinking, feeling, yeah, I watched it this time around, and I've seen it previous to this reviewing of it. And the first time I watched it, I just watched it with the eyes of, this movie is supposed to be crazy. I'm going to watch it and giggle. And that's what I did. It was It's like watching Eraserhead. Like, you don't watch Eraserhead with the eyes of that this movie is going to be great. No, you watch it with the fact that I don't do drugs, but this is the closest thing to what drugs are like. <laughs> yeah. Um, For me, it's like, as much as I liked the movie, I don't recommend it. No, so not, absolutely <laughs> not. Like this is the movie what you someone's like, "Yeah, you're a film guy. What should I watch?" I, I don't like you. Go watch Rubber. <sighs> so it, you shouldn't watch it. Not no, not that you shouldn't watch it, but I don't recommend it, but if you want to watch it, watch it. Like Just this, know I'm not. This is the movie you recommend to someone you don't want to ever ask you to recommend movies again. And the the one thing too, not the one thing, a thing, the the special effects were done well, but it was the same fucking special effect over and over of people's heads exploding or an animal exploding. Like I thought this movie was going to be a lot different. I don't do nothing about, well, people know these are spoilers. <laughs> I, I didn't look up anything about this movie just from what I was thinking the movie was going to be. It was not anywhere in the same vicinity as what I thought it was going to be. I thought this tire was going to be like, you know, creative ways of like doing like a burnout on somebody's face with the rubber and like burning their face until it just like, what's wrong with you. Well, why would you think that? Yeah, but it was just like the tire and they shake the camera and make some weird noise. And then all of a sudden the person's head explodes. It's like, yeah. okay, after like the fifth time, I didn't really care for it. Well, there's only so much that a tire can do. I understand that. Like, oh, to. Should have been a short film. That's yeah. what this should have been. Lonnie is the only person within the three of us who's in us. No. Uh, who has actually seen this? Me and Jeremy went into this blind. I'm with Jeremy. I didn't really research this. I always knew this was kind of like, I would I would kind of consider it cult classic at yeah. this point. There is a following. I do know people who have kind of recommended this or just threw it out there. But yeah, no, it, it starts off as like you, you get the beginning monologue and then it kind of goes into, well, the audience pretty much observes this tire and this tire begins to move in the little dirt where it's stuck at. So it's kind of beautifully shot. Yeah, we'll it's, that. it's learning to move. It's learning to crawl, walk, run, whatever you if you will. You believe it. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's it's starting to move by itself. It incrementally crushes small objects to, as it gets, well, and then bigger objects. So like a little can or plastic bottle or whatever, and it tries for a glass bottle and what was it, a scorpion? It, it realizes that the glass is a little bit harder. Durable, more durable uh, than plastic or it earns aluminum. And, experience yeah. points. But that's know? when it learns it has telekinetic powers. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. It seems to enjoy the crunch of the scorpion. Like, it just took its life. Bunny. It's nurturement or, you know, it's learning its environment, but it doesn't have anything to teach it, so it only knows what it does. 
Yeah, it has a personality all its own. So about like the twenty minute mark is when you get like the, your first kill of uh, person. I was gonna say a bunny and a bird get yeah, killed yeah. and a scorpion. So there's like a telekinetic or a psychokinetic that which blows up a rabbit, then a crow three minutes later, and then there's three minutes later blows up the head of a guy at a gas station who kind of which ran him off. I'm gonna pause you there because this brings me to something. When they got to that gas station. And then it like, I think it does like kind of like a crane shot. I was thinking in my head, is that the gas station of Captain Spaulding? Then the tire goes to a hotel, a teal color hotel. The hotel, hotel it is the hotel from Devil's Rejects. Is it? It's 100% that hotel from Devil's Rejects. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, then I bet you that that was the gas station that was Captain Spaulding's that they shot at because those two areas in real life are like within 20 minutes of each other, maybe 15 minutes. So that's a fun fact is that the hotel from devil's rejects is 100% in it and possibly captain Spaulding's gas station. Nice. So continue Justin. All right. Yeah, shut so up with Justin. That, okay. <laughs> no, it, um, it kind of seems to develop a little bit of a crush too. There was a female who I assumed it stopped the female's car and it wants to follow her. I will say the positive about this movie, I think the humor was was well-placed with the police officers. When the one's just randomly holding a stuffed alligator or whatever it is, I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. At the end, when they have the mannequin on the porch where the tire is at, and they have like a a walkie-talkie or whatever, and they have that girl like, oh, you fucking do me or whatever. Like, <laughs> like I was laughing at that. So I will say the humor was well-placed in this movie. And I really did. I mean, the guy with the glasses that at the beginning, that kind of oh, your guide, yeah. he's the, your guide. The, the guide. Yeah. I didn't care for him at first, but when he left the hotel and he has this bike and then he shows up carrying the bike, like, okay, why would you <laughs> be carrying the <laughs> bike? And not, so right, but when it's him and just that guy in the wheelchair oh, and, and he's food. eating everything and he's, I think that was some of the most brilliant acting by somebody in a, in a movie in a long time, like in a movie like this, his timing was perfect and just his mannerisms and stuff. It felt real. Yeah. He had some off quirk type yeah. of, right. like I felt like he was really oh, finally opening up to this guy and stuff. But so that would be the positives from this movie. Right. And, guess, but as for like a, a horror type movie, I don't know. I'm bringing it back to towards the beginning after it starts following this girl. Like the girl goes into the hotel, motel, whatever you want to call it, and she goes to take a shower, but she leaves the, the door, the entrance door open. And I was like, who leaves a door open right before you're just going to hop into a shower? And then, you know, the tire enters. Your uh, significant other's mother. <laughs> this is true. <clears throat> but it kind of gets kicked out and then it's into, it goes into another room. Like it just rented a room. So the, the tire does. So how does the tire rent a room? credit no um no explanation no reason but yeah so the commenter calls out the boy about the how the rabbit is fake i thought that was probably one of the the funnier spots too where all right so the audience the audience is getting hungry because they're just watching the events of this tire and you know days going by and people are getting hungry and you know these two girls are like isn't somebody going to get anything you know and the boy comes in with a rabbit that was exploded and He's like, oh, I got this rabbit. And then one of the commenters is like, don't you know that's fake? You know, like it was. So like that's another part where it's taking shots at itself. I like how the movements of the tire, you can kind of seem to understand its emotions. 
and like when it faces itself in the mirror to see what you know like all of it's done it's kind of having like this reflection of what you know what am i uh people keep on saying like i'm just a tire i'm looking something up on imdb about this movie I'm still listening to you. There is also another part where the boy who's like the son of the maintenance man, he gets yelled at and he puts that dead crow on the pizza. That's blasphemy. You do not put a carcass on a pizza that's not cooked. That's pizza. Don't fuck up pizza. So my my thing that I'm looking up here is the director, Quentin, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Dupuy, Dupuy, Justin, you'd probably know. Yeah, I would. It's spelled, it's spelled D-U-P-I-E-U-X. Depu? Sounds good to me. That was his third movie. He's he's done quite a few things since then, at least one film almost every year. I'd like to watch another one of his movies just to see how they are in comparison oh, to Rubber because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this Quentin guy got a uh, got a golden opportunity I think that he was given a lot of money. You think well, he missed the mark? I think he did. Yeah. There's a few, well, one scene in particular that was probably one of my favorite ones, which I've kind of always wanted to do in like a movie. When the cop comes back to question the other, was it the, the maintenance guy or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then the tire comes to the side and the, the guy's looking at the tire and the tire blows off the maintenance guy's head. And the cop was trying to get something out of him, you know, and like he doesn't react he like reaches into his pocket and pulls out the script and finishes what the guy was going to say. <laughs> I was like, Oh, and he's just like so calm, very nonchalant and just moves on. Like he's trying to figure out what's going on too, not as a cop perspective, but as I'm stuck in a movie, like where do I go from here? And he can't figure it out because there's still an audience watching. And the objective of like the cop and the guide is to get the audience to stop watching. Listening to you, Justin, you kind of have this tone that you didn't like the movie, but I really feel that you like this movie. Oh, I did. I think like you would like suggest <laughs> this movie to people. No, no, I wouldn't suggest it. I, I feel like you would. I, I wouldn't. Recommend I, I feel this like this all. is a movie you would watch quite often. Not often. Once was enough for me. I, I will just, probably own it just to have in my collection of DVDs. But I, I are you getting that vibe from him? I I can't I can't fault him. I liked it. I think it's a fun. I like B movies though. I like terrible movies. I do so. too. There's a pretty humorous I, part too where the tire's watching NASCAR. Like Bill Finger, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie was was the end where the credits. <laughs> no, where where they try to blow up the mannequin head and it doesn't go off and the cop goes in the house and shoots and kills the tire and the the guy in the wheelchair is just sitting outside and he just walks up and throws the tire carcass on his lap. And just for some reason, it cracks me up, and he's like, "The end, goodbye," and just walks <laughs> off. Yeah, there's a. I just don't know why that just it, it cracked my shit up. There's what? a symbolic part where the cops are playing chess on the board or on the the oh. hood of the car, yeah. and like the sheriff makes an illegal move. I had to kind of rewind it just to see what move was made. And the officer, he's like, you know, you can't do that. And the sheriff questions it, and the officer says, "Well, you can, but it's against the rules." Which I kind of figured that. That sort of movement is like symbolic to everything that is going about in the movie. Like it's a collaboration of nothingness. That's what the like guy said at the beginning. The, the chessboard is dressed with all the other players, like all the other actors and audience members. And it seems to be normal. Like you feel like this is pretty much everyday stuff. But the moves the movie focuses on is very random and disconnected from reality. So that's like the illegal move. 
the illegal move is the focus. You, you, it's kind of a non- this, this movie has a lot of deep meaning. Yeah, you didn't. You just watched it and then you know you got to take some notes. It's like a nod back to the no reason intro that that sort of chess thing. I took plenty of mental notes. I so and towards all right, going back to kind of well, I guess proceeding to like the end of the movie. Like three days pass and the tire has killed a lot of people. There's bodies in parking lots and stores and the cops try to blow them up with the mannequin. But And they do like a little failed attempt. And then he comes in there, the, the main sheriff, cop, whatever, with a shotgun. And the tire is reincarnated into a tricycle. Yeah. And so, the, then that begins the long, drawn-out, five, ten-minute ending where the tricycle and tires are going through the streets. I thought that was too... That but I feel like this is, like, it's an ongoing thing because it also, it's like a zombie too. Like it can spread its own disease and it's picking up other tires along the way. So. Could have a mini series. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. And like the last audience member, like who is still alive is pretty much that person who hasn't turned it off at the end of the movie. It's like, you're still watching just to see what's going on. You are that guy in the wheelchair. And the sheriff says something like, it'll have to have been over if you, if you just died. Meaning if you just would have turned it off, you wouldn't have to sit through the rest of this movie. So it's taking that shot at itself again. It's symbolic to like without an audience, there will be no attention to it. So you're the one giving this attention. Just shut it off. Like it's telling you pretty much throughout, like you do not need to be watching this. I couldn't shut it off because I had to do homework for this podcast. <laughs> right. But like the reason that we can't shut it off is due to our own curiosities that the art takes shape in random things. It ends up gathering more tires along the way to wreak more havoc. And then it kind of ends up with that. My my afterthoughts to this is it kind of ends as it begins. So you open with a set of all these feeble chairs lining the road. And then that's pretty much symbolic to our own sedentary nature or becoming comfortable. That is what kills us. So everybody's just sitting around not doing any movement. Like the chairs is kind of what the attention was at one point. And then we're now we're just too busy doing anything and everything. It's our urge to jump in willy-nilly without orthot, you know? Like, we're just not even thinking about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking if Quentin was listening to this, uh, he'd be like, man, <laughs> this guy really thought into, uh, thought a lot about this movie when he was probably just high as fuck when he wrote it. <laughs> He's like, what, I think, if, what if there was a fucking tire? Do it. That was Let's like, do it. what if you guys already like think? <laughs> <and Ray? laughs> no, it's it, like, the guy's like, nah, man, the tire's at the end. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't symbolic. So does it kill people? Get the chairs <laughs> fucking blows their heads up. The chairs are one extreme, and maybe the well, you know, those are like the reincarnations into the tire and restarting again. So just no movement as a chair is one thing, and then all this movement, you know, like you have to find a happy middle to reach happiness. Or it could all just mean nothing. I think they had a bunch of chairs they bought for props, <laughs> and they're like, fuck it, let's run them over. But the thing is, is they were... Those weren't even like real chairs. They were just like they placed on each other because he barely tapped it and it was like, mm, they fell over. They toppled. I think that scene in the movie was a, let's really fuck with him. I, I think that we should try to reach out to Quentin, get him on here and ask him if these deep, me- ask him what the deep meanings are, I, if any. Yeah. You do an interview with Quentin and me and Jeremy will just sit here and listen. This dude is I will. Genius. I'll tell you this. If Quentin could be the mystery guest, if if all those hidden meanings were these deep meanings were indeed planned, I don't see how you guys he didn't see any of is that. a pretty <laughs> he's a pretty uh, genius. G- yeah, he's he's a genius yeah. writer, but I don't think I think you 
put some twist on these things and I saw what you are saw. you are the genius behind it. Well, thank now, you. If but... if we get Quentin on here, we're going to make sure he does not listen to this. <laughs> and we're going to have him go and explain before you read off your stuff. Like, so what are some of the hidden meanings here? And he's like, hidden meanings? Fuck. <laughs> I, just, I smoked five bowls. That's what the hidden meaning I murdered meaning is. a bunch of people with a turkey. <laughs> to... And then I, the tire killed a, killed a bird. I think it was a chicken. No, no, no. It was a crow. I'm a big fan of Rob Zombie, so I went to two of his filming locations to film this. I was chasing around Zombie, and I was like, I got a camera. <laughs> So I was like, well, this is where Spalding was. I, I should kill a guy in a truck with a tire. <laughs> How are you going to run him over? No, no, I'm going to blow up his head. The script came about when he was, Quentin was sitting in a tire on a camping trip. Now. High as shit. And he's like, I want this tire to kill people. Now, speaking of the tire, some of the like shots where they were chasing the tire as it was rolling, that was beautiful. How did they get the tire to roll like that, like mechanics-wise? There had to have been some kind of, like, remote-control type car. Yeah, that's the only thing. thing I could think of is yeah. remote. Because, I mean, like, you're not seeing any green screen foot tracks or anything next to it. Uh, yeah. Well, and that uh, was just it. Like, me as a filmmaker at the beginning when the tire was, like, waking up and stuff. I could see how to do that. I was that. thinking, I was like, okay, well, that was easy. They didn't show the top of the tire here, and they just, yeah. So, but, yeah, there were certain shots where I'm like, Shit, how did they do that? Right. And you could think, like, maybe it was they'd roll it and then shoot and then roll it and shoot. But there were some long cuts of yeah. the tire rolling. Which well, and it would impressive. even, like, it would even, like, stop and turn a little bit and then go again. So that's why it's just Or go like, forward I, and then backwards. Right. Yeah. Which was kind of confusing to me at first is because, like, it went one way and then went backwards. It didn't turn. But at the end of the movie, it knew it had to go a certain way. Like, it would turn all the way to the side and then go that way. Right. Like, so it like, had a dominant face. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie was deep. Am I right? Maybe. 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 You, you, you made it deep. But I want to see if anybody else. Did you come up with all that stuff on your own? Or did you read other like That's reviews? All, I, I make notes as I was watching it. That was I did me. too. These are my notes. You already <laughs> said <was> nothing. <laughs> my, one of my notes was had some well-placed humor, especially with all the cops. That's one of my notes. That's how deep into thought I was with it. And then one of them was about, hey, I think that was the Captain Spalding Garage, and I know. Very deep the... movie. I don't recommend it, but. Yeah. You fucking love it. You have a poster. No. You ordered a poster <laughs> of it off of Amazon. It's on its way. He's got I a, actually... a rubber onesie. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literally, it's just the tire. I bought uh, custom tires for <laughs> oh. oh. That was an interesting movie, I will say. Um, I don't hate it, but yeah. Probably won't ever watch it again. You got the next one. What are you thinking? So one, this is a movie I haven't seen, and this would force me to see it. I get the same vibe from this is movie as I did about Rubber. Are, are you thinking of it? Thinking about no. doing it? You just said you haven't seen I'm it. I'm just telling you right now. If you guys, it. if you guys choose it, the the remake of it, I'm not watching it. The first one or second? If second. it's the original one with Tim Curry, I'll watch that all all day yeah. long. But if it's the Tim remakes, Curry sucked. you guys pick those. That, that's, <laughs> wow. You better have that be an episode where no, like I'm going to be silent that whole thing. No, uh, I'm thinking, and I don't want to do another movie review for our next one next week because we have a guest. It's not for sure. Hobo with a shotgun. Oh, that's, I wanted to see that. I haven't seen it, and I really want to see it. But I hope I'm not as disappointed in it as I was with Rubber. All right, that was Rubber, the movie about whatever. 
changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. For the better? Movie, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right. We are ready to have our triple threat match. What the heck? I'm, I'm so nervous right now. Wani. Why are you nervous? This is, you, you have a surprise judge that Justin and I don't know about. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of unfair. Like, what if it's uh, more biased in your corner or something? Of course it's biased in my corner. Oh, Everything is biased in my corner. He's recording. Well, let's give go. us the intro since this is your idea. Let's let's get the, the, the guest is here in studio. Right. Yep, they are and here in we, studio. Justin and I literally don't know who it is. All right. So what's going on right now is we are putting our favorite lead singers up against each other. It's a, a triple threat, three-way dance, whatever wrestling terminology you want, you want to use. It's going to be Davey Havoc versus Rob Zombie versus Mike Patton. <sighs> Whoever is best, and we have a special guest judge I'm excited about. He is a three-time Grammy winner, all the way from Des Moines, Iowa. Jeremy, go ahead and open that door. I'm so nervous. Let our guest in. All right, I got to take my headset off. Yep, you got to take oh. your headset off. <laughs> Just kidding. It is our number one fan, Stacey Louvash. <laughs> I, huh. I knew it was going to be so <laughs> Hi, Stacy. We glad. just heard all of your accolades. I'm glad. Congrats. <laughs> I'm glad it's not Corey Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Who's babysitting Nora? Is your middle name Taylor? No. Hmm. Um, I feel I... like I was lied to. I know. Huh. We were promised a Taylor, some sort yeah. of Taylor. This guy's been. Uh, all, all te- day telling us about this. This <laughs> I, guest. I never said once. I just agreed with everything you guys said. Well, that's kind of lying then, you know, that's no, like, you guys, <laughs> you guys were like, is it this? I'm like, it could be. And I just agreed with everything you said. I don't know about that. I'm going to have to go back and check. Let the, this uh, dog okay. out of the room. <laughs> okay. So maybe this might be more in your favor because, you know, you guys have similar things in common, like DNA. Uh, not, well, yeah, <laughs> DNA is about it, but uh, she definitely doesn't like a lot of the stuff I do. Like she's terrified of clowns. I feel like she already knows that we might hammer you enough that she'll probably just, you know, stick up for the the Bosch name, the Lou Bash name. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, it's going to be biased. Okay. She's going to be biased, and uh, I just won't you... pick Jeremy for sure. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's not... <laughs> just kidding. All right. I feel like well, okay. What are you into? Mostly everything except country. There you go. And classical and jazz. I should always yeah. include those. <laughs> Mine touches on a little bit of everything, but. See, I'm not. We'll get to that. I wasn't big on country, but the older I get, there I can listen to a little bit more country than I used to be able to. What are you but... talking about? You give me shit every time you get in my car about you listen to that faggy country again. Well, for the main part, it is. You are listening to that faggy country. Is, again. There's, it's, it's a very minimal <laughs> playlist of country that I have, but I would definitely not stand up for country <laughs> and fight for country music. So, so yeah. Well, why don't Our, you explain the rules to you don't your like, sister? Like country, like. Nickelback or Nickelback? That's going to be a topic some other day here. So many people are like, "That's not country." I'm like, "It damn sure is." It's, look at look at this photograph. I mean, that's country. <laughs> yeah, if you see it like that. Of mud? Like, or no, I don't. But know. that that was before Nickelback started getting good. Their earlier stuff. Wait, was did you say garbage. Would you say good? <laughs> their their newer stuff is good. Anyway, two to one. Mom Rock. <laughs> All right. So the rules are this: we each picked a uh, person. A musician that each of us feel is the best musician out there. We're going to give our points on why we think they are the best musician out there. Give facts, stuff like that. Our reasons why we like them. And then when we are all said and done with it, then you will make a decision on who you think. What's what? Maybe 
gave their person the most justice. Who you think is the, the winner. And you feel free to Due ask to us any questions. Certain details or whatever. You don't necessarily need to be biased or, or have more of a preference of this person's if you do indeed like this person's work, mm-hmm. regardless of. We're doing our best vocalists, but on any sort of work that they've done. Okay. So yeah. As an artist. Yes. Not necessarily a musician, an artist. So even yeah. if they ju- did like a just a, an entirely instrumental <clears throat> thing, it's like, oh, that touched me. And I also have images of the singers. Images. Oh, that's perfect. I actually looked up top 100 singers of all time last night to prepare myself to make sure I knew who you were talking about. Well, I assure you, <laughs> don't know none of these are on So since you got my sister here and set this up, did you explain to her who our people were? Absolutely no? not. Okay. So, so I'm going to go first. Just because, like I said, I don't feel like I'm as prepared for this, but you can just I got two put pages on your here stuff that I am going to... You have more pages worth of stuff than I do. Actually, wow, I have three pages Jesus worth of stuff. Jesus, over so. Who's counting? So. I have one screen. Okay, so here we go. My personal reasons why I think Rob Zombie is the best musician slash performer slash artist out there. From, sounds like a... From, from Jeremy Lubash, <laughs> Mrs. Wilson's like third middle grade. Middle school. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite. I was a straight A student all the way up till high school. Speak up. When I had to actually do work. All right. So no matter who you are, when you hear a Rob Zombie, even a white zombie song, it automatically paints a horror image in your head. From the synthesizers used to the guitar riffs and more so the audio clips he uses from old classic horror films. He paints this classic horror image alone with just the instruments and sounds. Most other bands slash musicians don't even paint a picture like that because they sound just like a hundred other bands. Rob Zombie has a unique sound. I'm not saying there are not others that sound similar, but they are trying to create the same sounds as Rob Zombie. He was a trailblazer for the type of music he creates. Then we move on to his theatrics. His concerts are a movie brought to life right in front of your eyes with elaborate props. And I just poked myself in the eye doing with the microphone here, trying to read. Trying to so, trying to draw the tears of sympathy. I know. Um, I'm, I'm relating back to last week's episode. That really hurt. All right. So then we move on to his theatrics. His concerts are a movie brought to life right in front of your eyes with elaborate props, costumes, lighting, pyro, actors, slash dancers, and video. It is a high paced and a lot for your eyes and brain to take in. Zombie himself is 55 years old and still rocking out on stage. Not that 55 is old, but a lot of 55-year-olds are in a recliner come 7 p.m. at night, making noises every time they get up and out of their chair. But Rob Zombie is out on tour, rocking it every night, and he is in charge. While other musicians are paying money to have others plan their shows and run their shows, Rob does it himself. He has an artistic mind that he uses to plan his shows to a precise T. He is a perfectionist who won't settle for anything less. And a lot of this comes from him being a writer and director of horror movies that have all been quite successful. You don't see hardly any other musician make movies in their already busy schedule, but Mr. Zombie does. He never rests, and that's because, like me, his creative mind never rests. He is about entertaining, and he does it so well. He is the ringleader in both his movies and concerts and bosses a whole crew around to make his visions come to life. Sure, the money is good, but I can assure you that he does all this for the art. 
a lot of his own money goes into his next project, whether it be via a movie or a new album. And let's not forget, all his music tells a story, and not those damn love songs about falling in love or breaking up. They paint a vivid picture on a number of horror topics. Listen to his lyrics and tell me it doesn't play a movie in your imagination. To conclude, I know Rob Zombie's style of music isn't for everyone, but the same can be said about any musician out there. But there is a difference between an artist who actually believes in entertainment and value when it comes to their music, who puts their fans first, and the musicians out there who want to make a quick buck and put quantity over quality. Rob Zombie is all about quality and art. I leave you with this quote from Rob Zombie himself. To me, nothing matters but the show. I'm not on tour to party and to fuck around because I don't want to hurt the show. The show has to be excellent all the time. Nobody wants to go see your show and you suck and hear about how much fun you had backstage. Nobody pays 50 bucks so you can have fun backstage. They want the show to be amazing. That's all I care about. That's all anybody cares about. And if the people that work with me don't care about it, I replace them with someone who does. That's the way it should be, right? So that was my uh, thing. My eye really hurts. I like snagged it on this thing. That feels like an excuse. Um, no, it's not. How do you not. get your eye on there? I went like that and it like rubbed my eye because I was trying oh. to read it. Are you okay? Um, so I also have some other little things I wrote here, uh, other facts. I don't remember writing these, what they exactly are, but to sway Justin... Rob Zombie was asked in 1997 to write and direct a third installment to The Crow. Got it. In which he did write a script called The Crow 2037. He eventually bailed out even though his script was well received because his heart wasn't fully into it and thought it would affect the final product and waste a lot of people's time and money. I knew about that one, but I, I was very anxious to uh, see that follow through. I remember I was probably like in high school, I think, when the news of that was going down. So you now are on my side yep. with Rob Zombie. Drop mine. Yep. I, Drop mine. I can't yeah. imagine you as like an angsty goth kid in high school. <laughs> you you should see some pictures. He it was like Jeff Hardy. Did he I have just like got some, uh, one long black hair that was like, actually, you just I got don't some, understand. Uh, my, my memories, my Facebook memories feed today got me, oh, I guess today, like eight years ago, I posted my crow Halloween pictures. I rocked the long hair. I'll show you a picture after this. This is... Continue. Yeah. So I got one more thing that I'm going to put out here for mine. Now, Zombie and his wife, Sherry Moon, have been together for 25 years, thus proving how his heart is in the art of his music. He isn't using music and his fame to get pussy like the majority of musicians, especially these days, do. He's not for feline. He is not using his platform of being an artist and famous to get chicks to come like do things birds backstage are you uncomfortable saying things in front of me yes <laughs> i am so are you sweating why are you sweating no my eye really hurts <laughs> so, so how how many bands has rob zombie been in like was it just white zombie and... white zombie and rob zombie i mean okay. before that he possibly could have been in more but i didn't follow him back but just then. no major other bands just no. those two okay no, just those two also but two... he's been doing this since like I want to say either early 80s or late 70s. I was going to say White Zombie was around. He it, came up a year early. after after my pick. So that was 86, I think it was. Uh, I want to say White Zombie was end of 70s. I wasn't like a huge White Zombie fan, but they, they are, um, yeah, we have computers and we're trying to guess here. Right. But, I mean, he's been around for 
Close uh, I got, to 40 years. No, no. Yeah, Rob Zombie has been active since 1985. Okay. So. Uh, Havoc, 91, and mine, 84. And also, Rob Zombie worked on the Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse TV and show. He was like a he really what? wow. Yeah, he was like was a, he Zombie? He was like a mailman. I could see him being Zombie. <laughs> he was like a mailman. Like I don't know if he played like a part on the show, but I know he was like part of the production crew for it. And that was like his first not claim to fame, but his first getting his foot into like movies, TV type stuff. And I can see that having your heart set on like the props because he does a lot of practical effects oh yeah. Um, yeah 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 i could see that like being a springboard into that love i give him props as far as when uh like his music when you hear his music obviously you know it's him but when you see his movies obviously you know it's him yeah. too. Like, right. oh, yeah. his oh, yeah. style sure. is ingrained like he's, he's very prolific the thing with his movies is like the only movie of his that i'm not a huge fan of is lords of, of salem. salem i fell asleep awesome movie. to it and i need to give it a second shot, shot because all of them as his movies progress, I don't know if you're bullshitting I, or not. I think would I lie to you again? <laughs> I think he Are he you still lying. He swung for the fences and hit the ball out of the park with House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects. Some won't agree with this, but even the remake of Halloween and that his newer movies like Halloween Two, Lords of Salem, Thirty One, Three from Hell. You expect so much out of them, but you're not getting what you did with House and Devil's Rejects. So you're you talking about that Doctor Show. No, you have to, like, I have to, his newer movies, I have to watch them a couple times, two, three times before I really start to appreciate them. And I, I do, I like all of his movies. Like 31 took me a few times to watch, but I like it now. First time I saw it, I was like, eh. I was not a fan of El Super Beast out just because it was so uncharacteristically cheesy for him. Does he direct most of his music videos? I wasn't entirely sure. Okay. He does. Yeah. He puts a lot of craft into that. How many movies has he done? Three, four, four, five, six, seven, seven, yeah. seven, release. seven. And then like El Super Bisto, that's like a, it's an animated one. Right. So it's not a real life one. So he's got eight technically, but seven like real life ones. As big of a Michael Myers fan, that's my, my favorite slasher character. As big of a Michael uh, Myers fan, he says his name wrong. <laughs> Michael Myers. Well, Myers. I did appreciate his take on, on the whole thing. He did. He did get John Carpenter's approval to remake the movie. Although there are there are rumors out there that him and John Carpenter clashing heads, but I think those are just rumors. They're headbangers. And Fingers. I give Rob Zombie props because they wanted him to do a third Halloween, but he didn't feel it and he stepped away from it. He could have gotten an easy paycheck with that, but he decided it wasn't going to be what the other two were and he didn't want to put his time and effort into it. Also to his credit, out of the three of these, he's the only one inducted into the Marvel Universe. So really? that's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. In Guardians of the Galaxy, he's the voice on one of the ships. Uh-huh. And there's a part where like everybody in the little prison area is falling. It's not positive, but he might be one of the characters falling. So hmm. Now I'm gonna have to watch that. Stacy, here's some images. This Thank is you. Supposedly a Rob Zo- sexy. This is spo- this <laughs> is the sextiest image of Rob Zombie I could find. Uh, is that what you Googled? Sexy images of Rob Zombie? I did, in fact. It was Glamour very, shots. It was a very <laughs> awkward room and a promo picture and a live image of him. Kind of a spectrum of Rob Zombie. He was, when he was in Omaha many, many years ago for a concert, he ate at White Castle. King Kong, or what, what's that place on, is it King Kong on 72nd and Q area? Yeah. King Kong's. He ate there because when they were driving, He's like, why would you not eat at a place that has 
a giant marquee of a big gorilla with glowing red eyes. He did eat at 72nd and Q's King Kong. His tour bus felt the aftermath. Probably. (laughs) More than likely. You don't shit on a tour bus. (laughs) All right, so are there any questions, Stacey, about Rob Zombie before we move on to one of theirs? I think we're good. I wasn't prepared, so I'm typing notes in my phone so I don't forget. I was like, this chick's just texting over here. What is she doing? (laughs) That's because I got this in the bag. She (laughs) doesn't care about you guys. Once Jeremy opens her mouth, (laughs) she just shuts down. Her her birthday is coming up on September 11th, and Christmas is soon after, so she knows if she wants a good present (laughs) for both of those. She's going to have to sway in the direction. Yeah, bribery works, guys. Oh, okay. this is messed up. <laughs> All right, who's who's going next out of you guys? You pick. Um, Lonnie or Justin? I say Justin. We'll save Lonnie for last. Ooh. You're going to save the best for second. It's <laughs> <laughs> the middle child calls the best one. So, my guy, my guy, Mr. Michael Patton. Are you you got to be familiar with him. That guy. Who's that suave mofo bringing up pictures here? So who is Mike Patton? This might actually be the hardest question to answer. Mike Patton was born on 27th of January, 1968, which makes him 52 years old today. He's from Eureka, California. He's accredited as the man of a thousand voices. His I style that was the dude from Police Academy. <laughs> uh, nice. Michael Wilson, isn't that his name? No, no. That, yeah. Willow? I th- yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyways. So anyways, uh, so what kind of style does he have? It kind of depends on who you ask. Primarily with all three of these, he falls into like a, some sort of a genre of rock. Um, Primarily alternative rock, metal, with huge emphasis on experimental. He has sung in styles of rap, country, polka, opera, avant-garde, scat, ska, children's toys, grindcore, funk, death metal, rap metal, synth pop, beatbox, trip pop, R&B, easy listening, samba, soul gospel, and lounge, a few more. He's pretty much done it all. Um, Sounds like he can't pick something, so he figures if he does it all, something will stick. Oh, he's, if the art's inside you, man. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> throw it out. Kidding. So he's been in so many bands. So uh, these two right here, are obviously from the Faith No More era, and that looks like it's Tomahawk right there because he always wears the police stuff there. So a list of his musical work and various accolades, his singles and well. I'm not going to touch on like his singles or demos or something like that. I'm just going to touch on like mainly his studio albums and stuff. So he's widely known from Faith No More. That's pretty much put him on the map. He was in a band previously. If you look at the video, which was the epic video. He killed a fish. Yeah. That, that fish got paid good, <laughs> as, as the band members say. So uh, yeah, in the epic music video, he's actually sporting a shirt of his other band, which we'll get into after that. So Faith No More has won three awards. They put out seven studio albums. To his credit, he was only on five of them, but he did remake some of the ones from the first CDs. Tapes back then, uh, eight tracks. I don't know what it was back then. Back in the 80s, the early 90s. So he had to drop out of college as an English major to pretty much join the band, tour with the band. He had an ongoing feud, probably more hyped because of his bands, with uh, Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was a very ongoing, well-known drama. He kind of pioneered the creating of new metal. So a lot of bands like Korn and Seven Dust and Bizgit. It's just one of those there. I'm not going to do it. What? I actually listened to Korn on the way over here. Nice. So she's leaning more towards my side. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Korn. Okay. 
Space No More is pretty much known for a, a few songs of theirs. It is Epic, A Small Victory, Midlife Crisis. He also did a rendition of the Commodore's Easy song. I would suggest listening to Strip Search, The Real Thing, and The World Is Yours. So welcome um, to the Neighborhood. Was that Space No More or was that Ugly Kid Joe? I think that might have been Ugly Kid Joe. Okay. It's because the lead singer back then almost looked like the lead singer with their shaved. But yeah, Mr. Bungle, his first album was pretty much a pun, if you will, off of one of the 60s or 50s safety videos. Mr. Bungle goes to, Mr. Bungle. I don't know what it was, but yeah. So they have uh, three studio albums. It's pretty much a super group with the members from Anthrax, Slayer, and Secret Chiefs 3. From what I understand, it is one of the first mass bands like Slipknot, Hollywood Undead, Mushroom Head. So they pioneered the mask singing stage type of stuff. It's very funny, sadistic, circus horror type of stuff. To Jeremy's credit, Mr. Bungle, early Mr. Bungle, was influenced by bands like Bad Manners and Oingo Boingo. Yep. <laughs> Oingo Boingo was my other band I was thinking about doing. I would suggest checking out songs like Retro Vertigo, Pink Cigarette, Goodbye Sober Day. Moving on to his other band, Fantomas. It was a four-studio album. It's also a super group. He does a lot of super groups. So we got Faith No More, we got Mr. Bungle, we got Fantomas. Uh, members from Melvin, Slayer, Sepultura, and other patent projects are in this one. They do put out some concept albums described going through like surgery with no anesthesia. I would probably stylize this one as more like squirrely or bizarre um, some pieces at least half of the work Mr. Bungle has also released like a split album with Melt Banana if you want to count that as like the uh, another studio album definitely recommend the director's cut album if you want to check that one out Lonnie that might be more towards your taste for like classic film of shadows I guess for both of you too he's also done his solo albums which Mike Patton he's put out three of those Tomahawk he's done Four studio albums. That's another super group with members from the Jesus Lizard, Helmet, and other patent projects. It's a bit harder than Faith No More, I would say. It's kind of, it really stomps the dirt into this one. Boom. As you can see over there screaming. It's just mad. That's that's okay. He's just angry. Yeah. So it's more of an experimental with voice mods on this, which, yeah, it definitely adds to the element there. I would recommend t- checking out songs like God Hates a Coward, Rape This Day, and Captain Midnight. Another project he did was General Patton versus the Executioners. If you guys remember Limp Biscuit, or not Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, they did a Executioners album. Those three turntable DJs, Mike Patton got on board with them and put out an own, their own one that was kind of geared around like war style, like especially old time, well, General Patton with the DJ trio. Yeah. It's a full grind album of DJ beats and scratches and the dark rap by Patton. Moving on. Another album was Pete and Tom. I have one studio album. Collaborate with Razel, Cool Kid, Massive Attack, Nora Jones, Dub Trio. I would check out Mojo and Neighborhood Spaceman. It's a very more trip-hop, everyday style type of music. That one I would I would uh, push to get a lot more exposure, especially these days. Mondo Cane is another album. It's one studio album. All Italian operatic orchestral classics. I would check out Senza Fina and Il Cielo in Una Stanza. Very beautiful songs. Uh-huh. What the uh, F did you just say to me? <laughs> what was, was that a gang sign you threw up? Uh, that, that's a, you gotta, this is just how you talk. You can't understand me if I'm not doing like. As a white liberal. If I'm not doing it like it is. As a straight white man, <laughs> I feel offended by this. So yeah, Kata and Patton put out three studio albums. Well, John Kata and Mike Patton. John Zorn and Mike Patton put out 10 studio albums. Right? He, he's been on many tracks on a lot of Zorn's stuff. Dillinger Escape Plan, he actually subbed in and did a album with them. 
the Hemophiliac did a studio album. Two, if you want to count the uh, double disc. Lovage was one studio album. That was an awesome one. Malador, one studio album. Moonchild Trio. There's six studio albums, but it's primarily inspired by Aleister Crowley, Roman Emperor, Magic, Alchemy, Historical, and Spiritual Themes. And there's another one, Crudo, which got popular by the a Beyonce movie, the song Let's Go, featuring in the movie Obsessed, are Ali Carter, Idris Elba, and Beyonce. Then there's one of his more recent ones, is Dead Cross, has one studio album, so he's been in a lot of stuff already. Um, so that's another super group, members of Slayer, Retox, and The Locusts. Neverman, a studio album, Tatema, two studio albums, Labyrinthus 2, or the second, whatever, an album with Mike Patton, Ictus Ensemble, and Nederlands Kummerkor. Mike Patton and Jean-Claude Vanier, uh, it's more of a French album. Well, I guess it's spoken in English, but yes. But he's done collaborations with like Bjork, Zoo, Serge Tankian of the System of the Down, Sepatura, House of Discipline, Milk Colt, Kid 606, Neil Hamburger, Ten Hat Trio, Ivan Kang, Handsome Boy Modeling, Team Sleep, Isis, Jamie Salt Trio, Ennio Morricone, Jerry Hunt, Melvins, Carla Hassett, Praxis, Tango Saloon, Chemist, Soul Savers, Young Gods, Book of the Knots, Deltron 3030, Got a Girl, Zeus, to name a few. So I didn't count, but it's at least over 100 collabs. Uh, so the motherfucker is probably collaborating with somebody right now. Which so means he's, done. he's got a bank off of their fame and fortune. They're pulling him in. They're getting popular <laughs> I mean, because of you know his work. So he's fluent in many languages. Well, I guess not many, but he's at least fluent in Italian. So that's not the only reason why he's my favorite, but yeah. Hey, uh, so two languages, so many means so two. Spanish, uh, <laughs> he's well known, you know, like, you know, in the Portuguese, stuff that. in Brazil. I've had sex many times. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, he's sung um, songs in Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, German, Latin, to name a few. Uh, he's probably done a few other things, but. Yeah, I thought you French. said you had one page of notes. <laughs> well, one screen. One How screen. big is this effing screen? <laughs> so anyways. Outside of music, his acting and voice work, let's get to that. So he got himself animated in the Metalocalypse series as Ricky Kicks. He was kind of like the, the guy who kind of rehabbed or, you know, certain of the bandmates. Well, not the main people, but check out Snakes in a Barrel, the two-part episode. His only acting credit was in an independent movie called Firecracker. He played two characters in a, like a warped mind of the main character. You guys seen I Am Legend with Will Smith? Yes. He plays the creature's voice, well, pretty much all the creatures, and, you know, the, that's him. He's the narrator to Bunraku, Bunraku, starring Demi Moore, Josh Harnett, Woody Harrelson, and Ron Perlman. He's done quite a bit of video game works, The Darkness 1 and 2, The Voice of the Darkness, Portal, Voice of the Anger Cube, or Anger Core, whatever. The, that's, well, yeah, he's just trying to kill... You're the main character. Left for Dead, one and two. He played the voices of the infected voices this and the smoker hunter. Bionic Commando, he was the voice of the main character, Nathan Spencer, Bionic Commando. And also Edge of Twilight, Return of Glory, vocals of the Lithern and Creatures. Uh his movie score, he's he scored a good handful of movies, such as A Perfect Place, which was an awesome album for getting like no recognition in the uh in the main media here. He did Crank High Voltage with Jason Statham. The Solitude of Prime Numbers with, uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, and he did, yeah. And Place Behind the Pines with Ryan Gosling. He also did a Stephen King scoring of 1922. So he's cool with Stephen King. <laughs> Looking at Jeremy here. Uh. So other facts and antics. He's best known to have one of the widest vocal range with an over six octave. He went on Saturday Night Live and like... It's just random stage 
antics are just, they're just to die for. They're lovable. He did a set where he climbed into the air conditioning little situation and uh, sung a good amount of the song in there. Many bands like or members of Nirvana, Papa Roach, Guns N' Roses, Deftones, Slipknot, System of Down, Soulfly, Corn, praised Patton as a significant influence, to name a few. He created his own music label called Ipecac. His weapons of choice are the microphone, a megaphone, a modulators, and keyboards. He, he has played other instruments. Uh, he's known for humping dudes on stage. So if you get on, if you if you uh, get to the front. And that's why you it. like him so much. Actually, one day, Mike Patton's going to do me. Oh, I know he is our second listener. I say that out loud. <laughs> our first listener, <laughs> listeners here in studio. Second one is, I always want to say, never mind, go ahead. Anyways, um, I did type in humping dudes on stage for one of the bullet points cool. for you. Okay. Humping dudes on stage. <laughs> He's also known for like drinking piss. Remember there was like one, I want to say it was in what? Portugal. Is this supposed like to that. make me pick? Hell yeah. <laughs> so like they threw a piss bottle on stage and like the other band members saw it coming and they're like, they knew what it was. And you know, Mike picked it up and like opened it up and like dumped it on him. and Disqualified. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's just, it's recycling. That's what it's called. Yeah, he's just very random and eclectic. I, I would compare him as the Johnny Depp to music. With that's, how, a good, that's a good comparison. With how diverse like, he is. I like that. Yeah. The worst thing about him, I would say, is his fans. <laughs> I'd say is, <laughs> I'd say the piss that he pours on himself. <laughs> no, his, like his diehard fans who like take themselves too seriously, they're... Yeah, because Mike doesn't take himself seriously. There's albums he's put out where it's just like sounds and, you know, it's just, and he's pretty much quoted as saying it's crap, you know, and he's like, well, people are buying it, but whatever, you know, and people are like, well, it's just genius. Like, it's so, uh, I, I compare that, that calling that genius is kind of like the, um, compared to like, you know how chicks try to turn, certain chicks try to turn, um, their gay friend straight. It's like, oh, just once, just once and you'll see. <laughs> We've been explained this before. That is what they refer to as what? silver gay. Silver gay? <laughs> yep, silver gay. This is news to me. I'm learning something while you guys are learning. So yeah. So who is Mike Patton? On the surface, he's a musician. He's a singer, actor, a record producer, multi-instrumental, a film composer. His voice is a very unique instrument. You know, from menacing growls, ghastly serenades, sultry croons, funny wails, gremlin roars, lurid shrieks, and everything in between. He's noted as the man of a thousand voices. He is an innovator and a manipulation of the human voice. He's a workaholic. His net worth of uh, 25 mil, not that that means anything. Rob Zombie is at like 40-something, so... And, um, sorry, he's at lower. like 36 bucks. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he lives, he lives in Southern California. He has no money with as diverse and, you know, having his hands on a little bit of everything. I kind of compare him to like a human Easter egg. He's just, yeah, he's out there. I'm like, that's Patton. So he is a characterization of cleavage. He'll produce that bussy low cut neckline for your ears, but you can't help but want to get a taste of what's underneath. Is that, are you going to put that in your notes there? I'm debating. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Mike Patton like boobs. Uh, many, many fans may consider him a god, but I would at least say his voice is godlike. Through his career, he has never taken himself seriously, never fallen victim of drugs or scandals, actually have looked down on that party lifestyle of like hookers and blue. He's constantly refining himself. His collaborations add to his craft and non-conventional methods. Pretty much everything he does, it kind of helps his next projects. Unless he's just trying to put in a filler until something else he's working on. So for our conclusion here, if you're, you got to choose wise. I mean, like, yes, you still have to listen to Lonnie's choice over here. But all I'm saying, 
is if you're if you're stranded on a desert island to write out your days, what better to serve you than a whole repertoire of various tastes than a colossal box of mic mix? Or you could use that box to craft a makeshift boat and ride out into a land of sunshine. Avoid Rob's venomous rat regeneration. Invade any of Davy's locker of corrupt black cells into the sunset. He may be just a man, but Mike Patton is the best choice. Throw David and Robert into the bone pile with the stiff kittens. No need for any of that medication of melancholy to alleviate the despair factor. Live happily in retro vertigo with the pleasant voice of Mike Patton. The other guys hope you suffer. They want death of it all. They claim the devil loves you. They embrace the demonoid phenomenon. You want epic, not modern epic, not some disaster blaster. You want that sweet taste of charity, that holy filament. Mike Patton will give you a song of victory. The other boys don't care about you. They want grease paint and monkey brains. They want to get a mohawk. They want the devil's rejects. The beautiful thieves. They will lie to you, tell you a story at three, a hundred ways. You want the real thing. Someone who will give you the girls of porn on your honeymoon. No? No? <laughs> Anyways, so for to vote against Mike is blasphemy. It's cowardice. And God hates a coward. Lonnie over there is defenseless because God called in sick for him. And Jeremy is godless with the God Slayer over there. So choose the paths of glory. You want to you wanna be left silver and cold with Davy Havoc or snuggle up with the super beast that is Rob Zombie? Or you can examine the evidence, adjust your jockstrap, ride the carousel past the green fields to the edge of the world, and embrace a perfect end. That's that's all I got. I didn't know we're having prison rules with this. <laughs> can I go again? <laughs> wow. I liked the additional acting with the hand movements, that whole... whole it was, I, I was trying to revert to a whole... I mean, if you listeners catch... A lot of that, there's probably a good like 50. At least 30 to 40 song titles. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> that last. If you can name them all, uh, you might get a prize. We can Bye. send somebody to your house <laughs> to vote on something. Like that is the most threatening <laughs> step. So if you guess them all, I'll come to your house. We're trying to gain listeners. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be well, damned. So... Can I ask you something, Lonnie, before you go? Sure. Is your, is your page I feel as like as I fall page? somewhere in the middle. Okay. Okay. All right. So. That was good. No. Oh, that was that was good. Makes me hate. Which you did. I would. I, I do have a question, though. So, because I'm not, as I, I'm not really familiar with him. Like, out of all the stuff he's done, what is his best? Probably his most notable. What is it's, this? What is it? What is it? Yeah, yeah. You want it all, that's, but... You, whoa, you sound just like him. Whoa, I, that's so cool. Yeah. Whoa, don't get us defunded. <laughs> so, yeah, Faith No More. That's what I recognize him from. That's what he's widely known as. I'm better at, like, hearing the songs versus seeing the names. Gotcha. Lonnie, since you set this up, can, can I ask a question? Of why out of the three pictures that you got, why was one of them a sexy picture? Um, well, I think that's his default position is Mike Patton's just a sexy gotcha. man. Look at him. He's a beautiful man. Look at him. You want to kiss him? Get a room. With this. I'm just enjoying the Did view. I'm a straight man. Oh, look. There's another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. As See, and that's, that's another point for Rob Zombie. He doesn't have to try to be sexy to be sexy. He doesn't have pictures. Lonnie said he searched high and low for a sexy picture of Rob Zombie, and the closest he got was like a senior-looking picture of <laughs> Rob Zombie. Well, homeless men usually aren't. <laughs> homeless. <laughs> oh, I'm looking boy. at Davey Havoc's new look, and it's like, I'm not a... How old are those pictures? This year. It's like, I'm not a big... Uh, He's got a V-line. What's his name? 
Cause he's ah, fuck. What's the dude's name from Maroon 5? Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Yeah. Baby, I'm praying on you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how he got <laughs> I don't to either. where he is. So like he's got what I consider a Muppet. Have voice. you seen and that a, face? Have you he, seen the, that, that chest? Nobody saw How? that. Nobody saw that before they became Maroon Five became popular. Who cares? You see that? He's a judge on go, the voice. Bleh. He's judging people's voices when his voice is the used to like. That's why. That's why. Torture people. Auto tune exists, baby. All right, Lonnie, you're up. Let's do this. We're uh, on the final one here. Final one. My singer. I'm just gonna say I fall in the middle between what we've heard so far. I'm a little bit more factual than Jeremy, and I couldn't possibly. And to, unless I got into like Davy's birthday and social security number and all that, <laughs> it couldn't possibly say as much as, as Justin did. So uh, I have David Havoc slash Davy Marshan from Ukiah, California. Davy has been in multiple bands. He's been in AFI since 1991 till now. They're still active. They've released 18 albums, 10 full-length albums, and eight EPs. He was in Son of Sam from 2001 to 2003 with one studio album. He is in a synth pop band with his friend and guitar player from AFI, Jade Puget, in a band called Black Audio. They've released five albums. One just came out yesterday, which I thought was quite ironic. You see, I, I had like, to change my notes. Yeah, I was going to say, hasn't he, he done four? But then, yeah, okay, that's news to me. Literally came out yesterday. I have to get that one. Like he is cells. in a hardcore straight edge band called Extremist. They released an album in 2014. They're still active. They tour every once in a while. And he became the new lead singer of No Doubt in 2016. They call themselves Dream Car. I have seen AFI live 11 times, which that is one thing neither of you said. You both love your singers, but you're not loyal to your singers. I am, but COVID. So uh, every time Rob Zombie is anywhere nearby, I have to work and I can't get out of it. Man, it seems like an excuse. No. Like him, but you're just not that loyal. <laughs> uh, Davey Havoc has been in seven films. His first film was Mary Jane's Not a Virgin Anymore. It was in 1997. He was in Live Freaky, Die Freaky, which was a claymation version of Charles Manson Murders in 2006. He was in Rock and Roll Theater, which he played the devil in 2011. <laughs> he was in the Broadway... He was in the Broadway playing of... Billy Joe Armstrong's Broadway of Broken Dreams, the St. Jimmy. He played St. Jimmy in 2011. He was in a movie called God Killer in 2009. He was in a movie called Knife Fight in 2012. He was in a movie called Darknet Delivery in 2015. And a movie called Darkophilia in 2015. He has two best-selling novels, Pop Kids, that came out in 2013, and Love Fast Los Angeles that came out in 2018. He has had three successful clothing lines, Glitter Boy, Payton, and Zoo Boutique. Well, I guess I don't – they're not super successful. They'd still be around, but he had three closing, was, clothing was, lines. I say never heard of them. <laughs> well, you're not exactly the clientele. <laughs> And he was in him and the lead singer, Rusty, of H2O, have a jewelry line called Peanut. Why are you looking at me when you say I'm that? I'm just, just saying. <laughs> Peanut. And AFI has two platinum albums, Sing the Sorrow in 2003 and December Underground in 2006. 
In 2015, Davey Havoc was voted the sexiest vegan <laughs> on the planet. Just throwing that out there. And something that's very important to all of us. In 2010, Davey Havoc was seen as the most important, influential, straight-edge man of the decade. Like, he did more for straight-edge in the decade than anyone else on the planet. But more than CM Punk? <laughs> yes. Sure did he more. make people shave their heads and take a vow? He did not. <laughs> no. But he, he went to more straight edge conventions and donated more money to the fund and did more for the actual promotion of the straight edge foundation hmm. like the actual fundamentals that all went towards drugs all went, <laughs> all went to the coke parties afterwards uh, is that your uh closing statement on him yeah sure why not stacy any Stacey, questions what do you got i guess i mean same with him like seems like he's done a lot and i don't know him so like what would he sing that i would know this is so, what i put so he's never, can he was never a, <laughs> the thing with baby havoc he's never been a pop culture star he's always been a musician that people sought after he's always had a very rabid fan base and very loyal fans rob smith. probably miss murder yeah rob smith uh selected them for the cure tribute yeah they did an amazing cover yeah of just like heaven uh, he was asked in what was it 1996 to be the new lead singer of the band the misfits he was asked to front the misfits but he said no he, i cannot do it he declined <laughs> he did he did he declined because he was not asked by the previous lead singer he was not asked by glenn danzig was one of his answers why he didn't do it and two he felt so much faith in his band that they were going to be successful. He chose to stay loyal to AFI. So you pretty much said <laughs> AFI all the way. Yeah. I cannot do it. How did that go again? I cannot do it. No, I cannot, <laughs> I do, cannot it. do it. I can't do it. Sorry. Okay. So yeah. the facts have been stated. Are um, sides. They all have been cartoonized. Mine with uh, Ricky Kicks, uh, God Slayer over there. And mm -hmm. his was uh, a cult leader. <laughs> 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 I think a vegan cult leader. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, I forget what, the, what what TV show that was, but it was a uh, Cartoon Network. What's I don't watch other? Cartoon Network. I don't have Cartoon Network. One day. Oh, yes. <laughs> One day I've been telling myself that for 12 years. It's why he's so grumpy and bitter, because he doesn't watch cartoons. Oh. Look at us, man. We're so happy. We're so happy. <laughs> Fucking happy. <laughs> Fucking joyous, man. This is joy. Okay. Um, Stacy. So, this is, this, is, this is what you need to do. <laughs> put your wallet away. <laughs> I'm just going to put this. You need to, here, you so. need to look at all these people as though you didn't know them. Like Rob zombie act like you didn't know him going into this. The facts, <laughs> the facts quoting, some of them could have been made up. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> that's what you're going to determine this as what I think you should do first. We'll, we'll give you like a couple minutes here. We'll, we'll talk about something while you don't be long, put it, put it together. <laughs> oh, you uh, when, have a lot of, yeah, you have a yeah. lot of nerve telling someone not to be long. Don't be long. <laughs> 35 minutes later. It, not even. <laughs> in conclusion, Stop. you fucking went to your app Get and it was six fuck fucking swipes of a story. Well, it didn't make, all fit in the me same feel bad so I because I, had, I actually wrote my pages out and it was three pages. And there's like, oh, I just have a page, which turned out to be a fucking scroll long of, of crap. Just tidbits. And I'm only, can't talk I'm about... only bitter about it because of all the shit you talked at the end about us and our artist. 
What about it? Asshole. But, but they're all true. You know. So <laughs> when you figure out your decision, what we're going to have you do is we're going to have you start in third place, and you're going to name who was in last place to you, and then you'll announce the first place winner. Okay. So, I, have, I have one final question for all of you to help me make my decision. Give me the two words that you feel best describe your person. Anybody have Creative. And oh, that's what I was going to pick. Do you want to come back for your second one? Yeah. Okay. You go next, Justin. Um, man. A man? Okay. Prolific. <laughs> okay. Lonnie? Man, to see the wheels spinning. <laughs> right. It's, I, there's only one hamster in there. We weren't supposed to. Way out yeah, of shape. we have to. We need at least two hours to brainstorm a word. <laughs> I, got, I got my second one. If, if Lonnie wants to think about his. I would say hero. All right, back to Jeremy. Faithful. He's faithful to his art. Nudist. I guess <laughs> it's more than one word. Two words. Yeah. <laughs> just frothy. I, I can't I can't bring it down to just one word, but like never ending curiosity. Curious. <laughs> I, I can. He really I can likes to think about things that's wow. always on his mind. Um, Thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lonnie. Passionate. Perfect. You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> So while she's figuring things out here, since this is the last segment, and we're gonna take her pants off, we're going to uh, wait. We, sign we were off. Supposed to have them on. We're, this we're, is the strip podcast. And we're we're gonna sign off after the uh, winner is announced. Uh, let's talk about our next episode. We actually, I was gonna say it's our first guest, but my sister, our number one fan, is uh, <laughs> our our first in studio guest. It's gonna be our first call-in guest. It's the man that. Justin and I have both worked with numerous times. Lonnie, I don't think you've had no, the pleasure. No, I haven't, but I'm excited to meet him. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Ferguson, he is a fellow um, Nebraskan native, a filmmaker. Uh, he moved out to L.A. a couple of years ago, and ever since he's went out there, man, he's he's hit it big out there. He's been working constantly. This year alone, he's done eight feature films, directed eight feature films since the start of 2020. That's a That's lot. That's insane. That's a lot. We're just halfway through the year, a little over halfway through the year. But yeah, it'll be fun to talk to him. Like you've acted for him, Justin. I've assistant directed for him. I've held boom mics for him. I've moved lights for him. I've done everything for him and Skill. stuff like that. I, I've, <laughs> I, yeah, I've written some of his movies, helped write some of them. So yeah, it'll be fun to catch up with him and hear his store, old stories about movies we've worked on together and some of the new stuff he's been working on. Yeah, hearing you guys, seeing your Facebook messages back and forth, it was like a... Fucking like dick stroking conversation. It's well, not that like bit. I love you. No, I love you. <laughs> I don't say the L word. I don't throw that word around. Just in text. Just to just, <laughs> yeah. just. But yeah, that'll be exciting next week to talk with him and uh, hear what it's like to be a filmmaker in L.A. We can't compare that out here. No, or, do can't. you have a decision? Yes. But let me just get a drink first. Okay. <laughs> So explain, Lonnie, what's happening with all these games that we play and what's going to happen yeah. at the end of the year. So with all these games we've got going on, actually, Jeremy started this with the last podcast with his journal entries, and it just got the juices flowing. Um, I have that so, effect. So every game that we've done so far, we're all getting points. And at the end of the year or at the end of the quarter, however long we want to do this, we don't know. We're just pulling numbers out of our asses whoever has the most points from wins they win and we don't care about the win whoever has the least amount of points is we're gonna do something to them and we don't know what it is it depends on how bad we feel at the time but Botox. yeah they're they're gonna get they're gonna get punished 
But it, it's going to be bad. Now, and we, we have to look at it this way, too. It is kind of unfair because you guys are one up on me because I didn't get to play last week. Well, and, and we're if, there's a, gonna... if there ever is a tie, I guess the person that came up with the game gets the point. Well, yeah, it's totally fair. We'll definitely make it. Well, that we can will, finish that out the year on equal it. grounds. But oh, can yeah. we tie today? Uh, no, the today's losers. the one day we cannot tie. The losers can tie. <laughs> yeah, sword fight. Whoever's who's ever second and third, they they get the same amount yeah. of points. See, the fun thing is, if we can get more fans, more listeners. We can play games with the fans and they can win prizes too, but it's just like we can't like put a, a game out there and tell the fans, hey, comment on it, and then only one person comments, my sister. I'm a every time. <laughs> it's like we want to be able to have a lot She's of people like, participate. Dude, just send the prize. <laughs> so all right. So let's right. uh let's get to the uh the third place and uh find out who the loser was today. Okay. This well, was not one of the losers. This was not easy, by the way. Don't bribe Don't me. touch my sister. <laughs> okay, so third place is Bonnie. Lay me down tonight. I invited you here. I know. <laughs> I, this was my house. <laughs> well, if she doesn't announce it, she did. But, I, but let me just explain why. Okay. So when you're talking about an artist and like successful, yes, I haven't heard of them. That wasn't the deciding factor. But to have someone who had all these things that didn't pan out. <laughs> So like he did a lot of things. They didn't work, but he did them. You know, so that's great. He likes to try things, but I guess in comparing, since it was difficult, that was why he's number three. So he he was a good choice. He was top five. Yeah, it was nice. Congrats, dude. That's a bronze medal. First, (laughs) as a Jew, I award. (laughs) I I win. Uh, All right, so now we're going to first place. First place. Pick wisely. Wait, why does it go from third to first? Because there's no excitement when you say second place, and the person that's in first then place who's is like, the first. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then she can sense. explain why. So you why. just said third place just the shit on me then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be you. What's wrong with that? You suck. Who wins? <laughs> okay. Okay. So the winner is Mike Patton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was tough, but what was my deciding factor? I almost discounted him for the whole P and all that crap because that's weird. It wasn't crap. (laughs) Might as well, Ben. I mean, if you were Bear Girls, you take pee out of poop to drink it. So it's basically the same thing. (laughs) You've never watched those episodes? (laughs) You take pee. I didn't know pee was in poop. Sometimes. It's it's liquid. Oh, yucky. (laughs) If you squeeze. (laughs) <laughs> I, I've seen it, but I didn't know it was piss. <laughs> I could be wrong. Anyway, so the reason is, so Rob Zombie, he is very talented. Yeah! And trust me, like I was this close to picking him, but I feel like Mike Patton has done a little bit more of a variety of things where Rob Zombie has done just films and music. But that means he's good at what he does. He doesn't have to I'll do different things. That. Yeah. that is true. I think it's BS. I think that the only reason she didn't pick me is because she felt that she would get crap because I'm her brother. Unfair advantage. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> we'll do it live. So, all right. So, Justin wins with... Uh, Mike Patton wins. Two points here. Two points? Two points. One point. It's one. You have one point. Lonnie has one point. Yeah, I'm just going to take two on this And one. I have zero because I was the host last I week. I feel like Jeremy's like at a point five. It was at, at second place? Yeah, we'll, we'll allow that. Yeah, that doesn't get I'll a point. <laughs> so just remember that when I'm the one that's getting punished at the end. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening. This was the Bandless Pod Drive. Next week. 
tuned in for Dustin Ferguson and his amazing scary movies. I'm Lonnie. With me as always is Jeremy and Justin and our number one fan, Stacy. <laughs> we will see you next time Goodbye. on the Boundless Podcast. episode join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the boundless pod trap can bring you <laughs> <laughs>